Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Douche Canoe Mariano, and <laughs> joined as always by Trace Fenicini and Steve Forbes. <laughs> that's a that's a one gutter cannoli. <laughs> Hey, 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 don't wait. Don't forget the cannoli. <laughs> Leave the gun, take the cannolis. God, he's... Oh, let's just jump into it. He's got the turtleneck now. I don't even know that picture you showed me. He there's, looks so happy. Steve, oh, is it Steve, Steve Forbes? It's Steve Forbes. It's Steve Forbes. It's like, it's like Mitch McConnell without the, without the, tur- without the turtleneck. He looks Steve like... Do you remember the Lost Boys, the movie? Do you remember when he starts to turn yes. to the vampire, the, yeah. the the like senior vampire? That's like the the like the mid stage. Like this gets into a question of like how much of horror is just like recontextualizing of like natural human processes. Like, hey, we're gonna make this scary monster. Never mind that it just looks like somebody who's ridiculously old. It's one or the other. It's like horror. I think is effective. <laughs> we had no chance. No, no, we had no plans of talking about horror. But I mean, it's a pretty interesting topic. It's effective, I think, on one end of the spectrum or the other. One end of the spectrum is how relatable is it? How easy is it to pull you into the situation? Like Jaws. Um, And the other is, is it so fucking alien and creepy that it just kind of like, you couldn't experience it at all. But your mind is trying to like, your synapses are firing, trying to imagine how it is. And it just freaks you the fuck out. Like, we're going to be doing a Godzilla episode in a few weeks. And I think like what Godzilla was like, like made Godzilla scary to a lot of people was they've everyone for the most part has experienced or is or at least knows someone that has experienced some sort of natural disaster. Oh, I was gonna say giant giant radioactive space lizard. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, like, <laughs> you, you've you've seen me shopping on Pad Dragon before, so you know that's only like that's only like one thirteenth the experience. But. <laughs> But I think, like, like that is hey, kind of, no. you know, being put in a situation that you absolutely can't control because it's the factors are just too large, whether it's getting caught in, like, an ocean current or being on an airplane and experiencing crazy turbulence or, gosh forbid, you're taking place in an earthquake or something. Or, or, or being, or being uh, fucked by a giant uh, radioactive space lizard. Being in fucked a figure, by a giant radioactive space lizard. I mean, like you know, maybe in a figurative or literal sense. I don't want to. I don't want to presuppose your like. You know, I respect. I respect people's ability to make their own decisions. Even mammals only ones. for me. No lizards. Godzilla fans would probably be upset, but there's a little big video. Um, it's the. Um, it's this remix of the Skibbity track that they have. And the music video, um, the guy falls in love with Godzilla, and he's riding Godzilla's back. That's pretty sweet. I mean, at like the end that, of the video, well, you know, but that—that's actually that—that's that, officially been like a meme for a while now. Just the whole like. Wouldn't it fry you for you were riding its back when the <sighs> radioactive could, kind of lightning on, breath? Well, it, they they end up with a Falcor. baby. Really? Which it's who? It's like Falcor in Never Ending Story, the Luck Dragon. Yeah. Okay. You know, I just woo. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like that's not that, a sexual relationship. No, well, you don't know. I'm pretty confident. I mean, like, I mean, other than the fact, I mean, like, I'm not gonna say that, like, the the kid that they had in the the, the movie had a had that kind of thing with Falcor, but Atreyu did not fuck Falcor. Well, that wasn't Atreyu. Atreyu. Atreyu was the kid that you were reading on the like. What the heck was the name of his horse? Uh, when 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 they're di- when the horse is dying in the, the bog of sadness. Yeah, hey, Gunner, remember when you used to talk into the microphone? Yeah, I remember I, that. I miss that guy. I remember that. What is it's? What is the name of his horse? 
I don't know what movie you're talking about. Never ending story. I just remember a big fluffy dog. That's that's that, Falcor. That's, that's Falcor, the luck dragon. The good luck dragon. Atrax. And you're saying Ar- that somebody Ar-tax. somebody Ar-tax. had Ar-tax. you're saying somebody had sex with that dog. This would Gunner's claiming it's a it's a it's a luck dragon. But he's not okay. So hold on, it's a I mean, big like, puppy. You know, I mean, like Atreyu and Falcor do do interact extensively, don't they? No, no. Like uh, <clears throat> Falcor, Falcor is the one who rescues Atreyu. Yeah. In the swamp of sadness, after Artax. In the darkness. Well, after, yes, like when they're like they're running from the darkness, and Artax starts sinking in the swamp of sadness. Yeah. I tried playing that for my kids. They got like twenty minutes through it, and they're like, "This is boring." Really? Yeah. Man. That's kind of, that's sad, because that movie was, I remember when I was a kid, that movie was kind of, like, engrossing. Like, it was kind of, it was very engaging, I felt, and it was, actually, parts of it were kind of scary as shit, and a little bit, probably too complex and depressing for uh, for a young and, me. And, 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 it has, and it has the theme song sung by the, like, I shouldn't say that, because I'm sure that they had, like, a prolific career outside of that, but it sounds like the Erasure cover band. Yeah. That theme song sucked. It was really weird. Should be in the Care Bear, like the Care Bear, the Care Bear movie had a hard, harder core. Uh, it's like someone like ripped off Annie Lennox, and then they ripped off that rip off of Annie Lennox. That's kind of like how I feel it was. It was, it was, it was eighties, it was eighties <laughs> uh, synth jazz pop. <clears throat> it's an embarrassment. But speaking of movies, do you guys see the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer dropped? Yeah. Did you see it, Gunner? They live in the, they live in Green Hill. It's not the Green Hill Zone. It's just Green Hill. So I will admit there is a lot of fan backlash, and I will admit um, Sonic looked fucked up and weird. He looked really off. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody told me that he was not three D animated and there was actually like like some ten year old kid just wearing pajamas, I'd be like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> You know, as dumb as it sounds, I do not. Sonic's not the one that I have the problem with. Okay, Doctor Robotnik. Doctor Robotnik is weird. Like, is he supposed to be fat? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He's, no, actually, called, no, he's actually called. He's actually called Eggman in the original well, game. Well, no, because that that's an American take. Like he's like like in the Japanese ones. Like you know, like it was kind of something like missing from the missing from the translations and like the American art. But yeah, no, he's like he's like. He's he's totally got that V thing going on. So like his his upper his upper body is way wider than his oh, lower body. But okay. yeah, he's like he's he's not like gutty. He's like jacked. Oh, you know, but that but you know not like not, you know not like body. You know, he's he's a very stout gentleman. But he's it's like, it's like a dwarf. You know, like okay. that kind of, he's just really tall, and it looks that's why it looks weird. Did you guys see the statue, the Sonic statue in Japan? No. They're calling it a statue, but what? It's real. It's really a life-size sex doll for Sonic. Oh, God. It might be. Um, Sorry, I'm really the way I'm really that it's this morning. The way that it started was somebody claimed that they saw Sonic the Hedgehog on some remote highway. What in Japan? Yeah, and there was there was rumors floating around about it. That there was this random Sonic statue on a snowboard. It looks like. Yeah. Who put it? Nobody knows who put it there. Um, they they actually did research on it, and they they did they did actually find out what had happened. Um, there used to be uh, a a Sonic retail store 
that was a certain distance away. And when that retail store closed down, because, I mean, let's face it, Sonic's a cool brand, but it's hard to keep a retail store open when the only product you sell is Sonic uh, merchandise. There was, um, I believe, it might have been Sonic 2, I can't remember which one, but there was one of the Sonics with the bonus round, you could be on like a snowboard. I'm not sure which yeah, one it was. Yeah, I want to say Sonic 2 or 3. I want to say that was in there, yeah. So when they Probably built three. the store, they put him on a snowboard, and he was, you saw him as you walked in, almost like a big mouse at Chuck E. Cheese when you walk in. You'd see the Sonic as you walk in. But when the store closed and they were getting rid of everything, that statue was donated to one of the nearby uh, villages. And... So it was weird. Some type of like workers union or something ended up taking it. And they decided that they were going to make, because this thing's heavy, probably weighs a, a couple hundred pounds. And they decided they were going to make some uh, brackets for it. And they just <clears throat> mounted him like in the woods near a highway. It was very strange. So it was kind of like people saw it, but they didn't really know why it was there. And then, I mean, I don't know how long ago that was. What was that, in the 80s? I'm not sure. No, had to be, no. Sonic really didn't hit the scene until the 90s. So the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. So like 25, 30 years ago? Right, and people just forgot about it probably, and it's maybe it's like kind of a... Well, what happened was um, a couple of people decided to... To find out more about it, and that's they they located the statue, and they're actually trying to band together to get pe- people to restore it because over the years, the compo- the parts of the statue have started to rot away, so like his nose is completely missing. Right, he's like the Sphinx. Yeah, well, except and, made from fiberglass. Yeah, and yeah, not and shot off by the Nazis, which I actually don't know if that's true or not. Actually, technically, it was the, the, it's not the Nazis; it's Napoleon. Oh, wasn't Napoleon? Is the, is the, is the, oh, it's is, that old. The damage. No oh, shit. Where's the, the bit? So they're trying to restore it, but the timing is pretty cool because that whole statue restoration story is like six months old. Yeah, <clears throat> like they had they were already filming this movie when that statue restoration story came out, and I'm like I was thinking to myself, I'm like, is it a coincidence? Or did somebody with some really good advertising foresight decide to plant the seed about the statue and see if the internet would chase after it? You never know. I'm t- and I mean like two hours on a motorcycle to find this fucking thing. You never really know. But that Sonic looks... This, this shitty decomposing Sonic looked probably better than what was on that CGI movie trailer. I, I, like, the, the thing is, is that like... Did you ever see Rocky and Bullwinkle? Yeah. All right. Um, the old Rocky and Bullwinkle. No, the movie. No. That had Robert De Niro and... Um, oh, what the frick is her name? I'm being terrible. Renee Zellweger and... Um, uh, George and um, Seinfeld. Um, Costanza? Well, yeah. Uh, I don't know the actor's name. But, but you know, but, but yeah, like he he, he was Boris. Uh, Renee Zellweger was Natasha, and uh, Robert De Niro was Fearless Leader. And like, <laughs> um, 
it was just, it, you know, like Rocky and Bullwinkle had kind of the same vibe, but it was like you know Rocky and Bullwinkle was always about how trash it was. Like, yeah, even the cartoons it wasn't so, animated like, very well. Well, but you know, like they they, they went they went all out because it was like the CGI live action character thing, and it's just. It was a dumb plot, and they didn't have any pretense on it, and, like, Robert De Niro was even taking the piss out of himself because he's talking as fearless leader, but he's all he's quoting Robert De Niro, like, are you talking to me? Are you talking? To- I don't see anyone else here, but you must be talking to me, and you're lying, as I whisper. But um, it's just like, I, the problem with Sonic is it looks like they're actually trying to be serious. Yeah, like... So there's the story behind this. Sonic is this trailer drops, and the it's essentially the video gaming community loses their shit because he it looks bad. Like the Sonic character that they animated and they created essentially through CGI just looks bad. It looks weird. Like it's the best way I can describe it. He just looks something's like really off about him. But the interesting thing is, I think is it, it might be MGM that's making the movie, or it might be Warner Brothers. I'm not exactly sure who's making the film. But the the head out there said on Twitter, I hear what you're saying. We're going to fix it. Like, we're going to go back, and we're going to fix all the footage before the movie drops. Which is kind of an interesting concept, because that can't be cheap. Right. Chat- it was done by Paramount. Paramount which actually pictures explains a lot because they're a, they're a total fucking they're a total clusterfuck at this point. I was actually talking to my wife about this because um, as soon as the trailer came out, my son and I watched it, and my son's like, "I don't think it's going to be good." I completely agree with and, your son, but I think I think what had happened is is he had heard about it from one of his vloggers, and the vloggers were already talking trash about how bad the animated character yeah. is. So I think he was kind of talking bad about a movie before even... I think he was taking it a little bit too much for face value. But I was talking to my um, to my, my wife about this. And she reminded me that the original Shrek had to be redone as well. Really? Yeah. And it's because um, Michael, Myers, Michael Myers, who does the voice for Shrek, decided after the movie was filmed that he wanted to do his like Scottish accent. Oh, and they had to refilm the movie. Or, I mean, it's it's three D animated, so a lot of it is just they the audio. The but they ha- that means they have to reanimate the mouth. Yeah, it cost millions of dollars for them to. And redo. that's back then. That was back then. So yeah. reanimating an entire. I mean, maybe the technology's well, gotten cheaper. You know, but it, it's also like the, the problem is, is that it's not just reanim. It's not just like changing some animation mesh. Like they have to, they have to redesign Sonic. Because the the they want you know it's just like he's it was not a good character. This movie this movie this movie screams cash we had, grab. We, we had we had tax breaks that we had to like abuse and it, it definitely it doesn't really, I kind of I'm with Gunner on this. It's not Sonic is not. Um, Super Mario Brothers, and they oh, can't make a good no, Super well, Mario no, Brothers because, like, movie. There, you know what I mean? There is, like, the problem is, is, that, like, they're, they're, so, you go with um, Sonic Adventure, I mean, like, you know, they've done a lot to kind of do usable storylines where, you know, like, the Sonic characters are interacting with other, with other be- human beings. Um, unfortunately, it's all anime. 
mm-hmm. you know, but it's also like they've done a lot of characterization, like, uh, you know, and it's just, it, it's kind of bit, but you know, all the good Sonic stuff is like Rocky and Bullwinkle where there's like self-conscious, you know, like, you know, like there's a lot of fourth wall breaking. Yeah, but it's of... just like self-conscious of the, of, of the ridiculousness of the, of this situation. It doesn't, but, it's not, it's not something that I think would successfully. And yeah, now, now it's like, Hey, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm a radioactive, I'm an electric blue hedgehog that has superpowers that's fighting uh, evil. And... They, they kind of have the whole like flash <laughs> thing going on too. Where, based on the the trailer that I've seen, he's so fast. Sonic is so fast that he actually can like. I mean, there's there's a scene where there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of bullets coming at him, and he decides oh. to tap each one and detonate them, and then just run away. He's playing because yes, he's, he's playing faster with, than the he's detonation. Them with drums. Yeah, he's faster than the detonation of a bullet, um, <clears throat> which. I like. I don't know what the backstory is to Sonic. Why he's so fast? But in the game, he was just slightly faster because, than the bad guys. Well, he, unless he had the shoes, then he was super fucking fast. Well, you know, he's always been like that's always been kind of a, a stick in in the comic slash whatever is that he's ridiculous. Which is doubly ironic because hedgehogs are not fast in any way, shape, or form, except when they want to roll around in their when they want to foam up and roll around in their own shit. I'm not talking about real hedgehogs. I'm talking about Sonic. But. He's supposed to. He's only supposed to have one eye with two pupils. It's <laughs> the law. It's the law. So they're fixing this at whatever cost <laughs> it's going to cost them. It it looks bad. And here's the difference. And and I don't know if this is just Sonic. It just seems like a very shallow franchise. Like when I heard there was going to be a detective. Pikachu movie. I was super skeptical, but then I've seen the trailers, and I'm like, I actually, I want to go see that movie. Knowing very little about Pokemon because Pokemon kind of came around. I miss Pokemon. Like I'm a little. I'm just a touch. Oh, I'm old enough to know what it is, but was a bit old, too old to have jumped into the craze. I mean, there's Pokemon Go and all that, but like it's, it's not. Uh, I'm not engrossed in it. But that Detective Pikachu movie looks kind of interesting. It looks good, and it's mostly CGI animated characters, right? This Sonic movie, though, I have no interest in because I don't really have... Sonic's a fun game. Yeah, that fucking picture look. Oh, Jesus. That's not real. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's a cow's puppet. Explain, explain the meme. Trace, so Trace just po- picked up a, a meme. It's, it's got Sonic, Sonic uh, the Hedgehog looking kind of weird and janky, but then it has Tails, who's not in the Sonic it's, film. It's, and they got a taxidermy. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's terrifying taxidermy tried to make cute. They tried to make oh. cute. My kids were running around with this photo, laughing their ass off yesterday. <laughs> because um, that's what happens. But I, all I can riddle me this, the, though. The cheese, the I can has cheeseburger fired fox, where it's oh, just God. a dead fox on the side of the road. Did you say it was Universal? Who, do, who Paramount. Or Paramount. Okay, so, yeah, there is a chance that they completely fucked up this character, right? But in 2019, making something go viral because of a really obvious mistake is a terrific advertising opportunity. All of these memes, my kids seeing all of these memes over and over and over... 
is actually advertising the brand for Sonic, what he's supposed to look like. It makes the fans feel like they're more loyal. It makes it feel like they changed the movie. Is this not one of the best? It could be somebody fucked up. But even if they did, could this not be repeated for any movie moving forward? And I was like, oh, well, maybe Sonic started to look more evil in Sonic 2 or Sonic 3 or whatever. No, I went back to Sonic 1. They shipped with the Genesis, which I know they did have Sonic for the Master System, um, but I believe it was the same game. The graphics just yeah. weren't as good. Um, I went back, and the original Sonic looks nothing like that strange pajama boy that they have in the uh, in in the trailer. It almost seems like it was impossible for them to mess this animation. The conspiracy up. is is that they've had this film finished with the correct looking Sonic. And that they put the team together to release this trailer with the shitty-looking Sonic because they knew it would cause outrage. But that's a that's a stretch, man. Because what if it didn't? <laughs> what if it didn't? And that Sonic I, looked different through the whole movie. Like, I, I'm, I'm, How could this not surface, though? Well, it's like making a Mario movie and forgetting his mustache. This, this, this. this I mean, that's how, the, when I say the first Sonic, it's so obvious. Well, you gotta. You, so you gotta remember a couple things, which is that one. This is Paramount, and they're like fucking. Because I, I think they, I think they did Transformers. I think they did Transformers too. And if the community didn't come out, Wade, they could have created a fake community outrage. That's true. It's very true. They could have got twelve people on Twitter, right, screaming about this, doing all these mock-ups. Paid the people at like IGN to like mm-hmm. start talking about okay, this. Yeah, start so talking it, about it, this. It's it's Paramount, but um, like. The Sonic movie's been in development hell for probably 13, 14 years now. Like, originally it was at Sony, and then after they had the hack and everything else, like, Paramount bought the rights off of it. Because I guess the other thing is, is um, I, I think actually Paramount did the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie too, which makes this, like, double double damn. But, um, you know, again, like, the teams cycle out and stuff like that. Paramount is... Paramount is like just in a lot of trouble is an enterprise, you know, like they have the, there's like a whole, they're having like this whole weird fucking inner company, like intercompany war between different heads and like, um, they do, you know, like Les, actually that's, that's how like Les Moonves got pushed out and stuff like that. And it's between them and Star Trek and everything else. I, I, I guess like. As a person who's normally prone to conspir- conspiratorial views of the universe, I just really I, it, this totally reads like it was a bunch of people who got in a room that told anybody who was actually interested in the property to shut the fuck up and get out. It's so funny because Gunner's been working for corporate America for so long, he just assumes that all bad decisions were actual bad decisions. <laughs> no, it would because they perfectly justify themselves to the, you know they perfectly justify those. This decisions is this is honest. This is I hate to say it, but a lot of time this is true. <clears throat> it's well, it's because the, it's a mob mentality. It's well, just it's what's the, thing, the, the echo chamber begins. Well, no. It, well, you it, have it, some it, douche it, at the top making the decisions that has no idea what's actually happening. Well, you don't, you don't, because you don't bear any consequence for making like making bad ones. So you just do you you, you and again, you you get to a point where you don't have to be informed about what you're actually making decisions about, and. So the, for the most part, it's like there's no like success or failure penalty because it's like, oh, I don't, you know, like 
I made the wrong decision. My company lost a bunch of money, and I still get to go back to my house with the fucking gold-plated hookers. And well, let's face it, the Sonic fucking movie isn't some like crazy technological marvel. It's it. It looks like a cheap kind of piece of shit. It paid (laughs) one good actor, arguable, arguable two, Jim Carrey, and who else? that main dude there. What's his name? What's Sonic? What's the no, no his, his, the, the, uh, the 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 guy who's the sh- the sheriff. Yeah. Or the, 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 you can't the, fucking name him, can you? No, I, no, because like I, can't name most modern actors. Um, no, it's actually is it? <clears throat> I would have to pull this up because I thought it was. He's a pretty boy. It was the dude from Superman, actually. Oh, Cavill, Henry Cavill. Cast. I'm pulling it up now. James Marsden. James Marsden. He's he's been in. <clears throat> he was Cyclops. He's a fucking joke actor. I'm sorry. He's a pretty boy, but like the fucker can't act. The only, I would say, credible actor on that staff was well, yeah, Jim Carrey. Well, and this is Jim Carrey after he had the fucking like. But that being said, lunatic breakdown. Neil McDonough, McDonough is in there too. He's kind well, of a badass. He's not uh, a great actor, but he's a badass. Okay, no. So I was, I was, I. Oh, well, the, you see, you're you're giving them shit, but he was in he was in the remake of Straw Dogs, and that was that was okay. Marston. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, part of the problem is that like he's you know, and you can say that he's oh, that's right, he's Teddy in fucking Westworld. Well, he, yeah, right. I knew I knew I'd seen that face like someplace recently. He's like my least the least interesting character in that fucking show. Well, you know, you work with, you work with what you got. <laughs> he's Cyclops. He's forever Cyclops, and it's probably not his fault. But Cyclops sucked in those movies. Well, you they know, didn't do him any justice. Cyclops, Cyclops has got Cyclops is just as much as anybody else to come to meme meme trash status. Yeah, he, he does an all right job in Westworld, but he's he's a pretty boy that just probably is very it's, similar his to his regular is character. Very boring and not very complex and kind of mm-hmm. one dimensional. Yeah, I used to think that about Brad Pitt. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, what did he, what did he start his career with? Um, Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise, and he, you're right. just he like, oh, he's just a pretty boy. Yeah, right. and then then Seven comes out, and you're like, holy shit, this pretty boy can act. Yeah, but that's pretty early in his career. James fucking Marsden is yet to. <laughs> I mean, he's been out there for a while. He's forty five. He's 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 into this. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to fight you again, Wade. <laughs> that's all. I just want to fight you. I want to argue for people that you hate. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate James Marsden by any means. I just don't think you're. An, I think you're good looking dude, great shape, like so, eye candy for sure. But not, you just your acting re- abilities not, are. Do you not think related to our conversation? Do you think he has a crush the, on Sonic? The great, the great New York City Comic Con pass Q rush has begun. Ah, okay. Comic Con New York City Comic Con tickets are on sale, and Gunner Resale. is yeah. yeah but, so by, but by the time to... people hear this, they're all going to be sold out. No, no, so no, that's this, true. This, 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 this is this is if you were a member. If this was a member, if if you were a returning uh, fan, so this is the pre-sale event before the the general public sale. But yeah, holy, just fucky, big fucky, no stop. I pulled a bit of a prank. <clears throat> this. Uh, this did, weekend. Did you beat a guy with a tire iron? Like, no. Like, so, like Christopher Walken? That's not a prank, Gunner. My, father had, my it, father had to go to the hospital uh, this weekend. He had had uh, emergency surgery. Uh, <clears throat> he had uh, some stuff going on with his stomach. There were like perforations oh, in his stomach, and he had to get them patched and fixed. 
How do you? <laughs> well, I mean, like other than like stitching one up, how do you patch and fix it? They put like, like a patch on it. Like there's like a like a mesh it. patch. Okay, I guess it's the Yortex. You go to the local bike store and you get the tire yeah, patch. Like, you got a rubber it's patch. Like, do they do they mm-hmm. have to rough it up like with that little piece of sandpaper and yeah, the scoury sand metal it. pad? Mm-hmm. So I I, I've told two people it. this story. Not two told two people this story. I've told one group of people this story, and then the group of people that were there present. And the people that I told the story to, they said I'm awful. <laughs> but the people that were there laughed. So. My father comes out of surgery and he's fucked up. Like, because, you know, the anesthesia, mm-hmm. it messes with people. Oh. Like, he's like super loopy. And, um, you know, like, and just, I don't know, for some reason, that stuff puts some people on like an emotional, like, mm-hmm. roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's pretty emotional. My father got like so fucked up. So he's half awake. He's recovering from surgery. And you decided to say something to him and that the was nurse not is true. kind of like hanging out. And I said, Dad, they haven't told you the worst part. And he was like, what? He said, they had to take your dick. <laughs> and the nurse's face got really red, and she like left very, very funny. Everyone else started laughing, and he was kind of like, he eventually kind of realized it was a joke, but I think maybe at first he was... He got pretty upset. <laughs> but, but I mean... We, they had to get to your stomach. There's a chance, ball, right? <laughs> there's a chance, right? Uh, there's not a chance, but the fact is that if you're fucked up and you kind of... No, but I mean, isn't there a chance that if you have something really wrong with you that they have to cut out your dick? <laughs> is there a chance they, or does they, it never happen? Checking, when they were checking your stomach, they found, the, they, they found the thread all the way down and saw that you had the pee-pee cancer, so they had to take it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it kind of broke the mood because he's super groggy and out of it, but obviously still in super pain because mm-hmm. he had to, you know, he had to they had like four drains put in. Trying to make him laugh with his stomach all sore. That's kind of fucked up, actually. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying to make. I mean, I was trying to make everyone laugh because everyone was pretty tense and, and upset because they didn't. We didn't know what was wrong for a while there. Um, they had to take your pee pee. But I told them they had to take your dick. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and. Uh, I was told that I was a monster, but everyone in the room laughed and thought it was funny. But the, but when I tell the story, they're like, "Dude, that's not funny. Like you're you're a fucking monster." When uh, when my wife gave birth to our first child, her father walked in with her present. Her father walked in and he said, "Did you ask the doctor to put an extra stitch in?" <laughs> <laughs> and the idea is, of course, that there's tearing that occurs when the baby is born. It's natural. Either the doctor assists with it with a procedure called an episiotomy where they, oh. they, they help. Ugh. And that's actually preferred because I know it's gross and weighed out, and I'm sorry. That's no, okay. It's, <laughs> um, it's actually preferred by a lot of doctors for them to assist it because... If they don't, then it may tear into a part of the body that that is very difficult. And it's to essentially recover. snip your gooch, yeah, yeah. Oh, because poor gooch. Because if they don't, then it could tear into the other area down there, and then it could cause infections and stuff. So sure. a lot of the times, the doctors will do it for you. And um, but regardless, it, there's either tearing that occurs, or there's a cut that occurs, and the doctor has to has to has to uh, put stitches in. So one of the running jokes is, if the doctor could just put an extra stitch in, then she'd be tighter. Jesus Christ. And he said it with her there. Oh, God. Like holding newborn. 
What was the reaction? Um, I I I think I like like you know uncomfortably laughed because I had to. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is the same. I mean, for, it's his daughter he's talking about, right? right? But I I did something similar where I like didn't know what to say. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but on my wedding day, he he actually wed us. He's an ordained minister, and he actually was the one that married us. And uh, it felt like forever we were waiting for her to come down the aisle. Like, I don't know where she was, if she was had some problem with her dress or what was going on. And uh, finally... She starts walking down, and you know the whole ceremony happens. And the guy just has to stand up there and wait, right? I mean, he's the guy isn't really part of the the ceremony. He just stands up there and waits. And you're, uh, you're there to keep birds from like nesting, migrating. Like, yeah, just starting to rest where you're standing. And I turn to him, you know, and he's got like a book in his hand, and he's ready to, you know, to to ask you're, us to do our vows. You're a miracle. And I look you're at him, and then and then I look at, at you know my soon to be wife, his daughter. And uh, and I said, her tits look great. How did he react to that? He didn't say anything. Ooh. There was no like emotion. There was nothing. And uh, <clears throat> you know, we did the wedding. We all danced. We drank. We ate. Whatever. Um, we hosted our own. Wade, you know, because you were there. Oof. Gunner, you were there. There's photographic um, evidence of that. We we did. We we we, we catered the alcohol piece. But also, we had it in, in, a, in, a, in a state park, so we had to clean all of the stuff up was before we left. Ago? Yeah, it was 10 years like ago. Like coming up, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> uh, last year. Last year was 10 years. Really? Yeah, it was 2008. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I hope that's the date. You would know. Um, Better than me, you would know. <laughs> so we finished cleaning everything up, you know, we save some of the cake or whatever we throw in trucks and cars and whatever we can do to get it back to the house. And the after party was at, it was at my house. And of course, Wade, you remember most of that. Um, (laughs) We had alcohol waiting at the after party and I get there and I'm just ready to go in and and just start partying. Right. Yeah. And uh, her father was already there waiting and the garage door was open. He was just standing in the, in the garage and I walk in and he grabs my shirt and he slaps me across the face and he says, nobody talks about my daughter like that. Jesus. <laughs> so he like waited hours. Wow. <clears throat> and I was like, I think I probably deserved that. Well, you had to be drunk at that point, right? Yeah, it didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get the whole like put in an extra stitch. You know, dad, they had to take your dick. <laughs> like once in a while you need those things you just need to like break the serious the monotony yeah. this tension yeah inappropriate or not back to sonic <laughs> <laughs> did you know that he can really move that he's got an attitude maybe it's just dead maybe it's not maybe the, the topic maybe he, is dead maybe, i don't think no, any, maybe he's the fastest thing alive how sweet would it be if ugandan knuckles showed up to the sonic oh, movie God, that's not okay at all that's not okay at all i think it's ugandan knuckles is so bad on like multiple although it's not as creepy 
is I gotta find, uh, maybe I'll have to find the meme later. So, uh, on the, on the, in the realm of you are completely fucked up as human, we are completely fucked up as a species. So, because of the Sonic movie, memes from memes from long ago have started resurfacing, and I didn't realize this this once. So, there was a there was an individual who had a completely accurate model of a human skeleton carved in wood, and they built a life size Sally Acorn doll around this skeleton, and it looked but it looks like it's a real human skeleton. So, it just like even gets like fucking more. Now we're gonna. Now you're gonna have to find him. Now you're what's Sally Acorn? Yeah, what's Sally Acorn? So, um, googling. If you go outside the game and into the comic, you know, like the comics and the like the oh, other story continuities. Oh no, 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 but uh, so so Sally Acorn was the like the the daughter of the king of planet Mobius, which is yeah. So that 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 thing. Connor, what the hell do you look at? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know if that's more creepy than than. Oh, I, I, that's definitely that's more creepy. That's definitely more creepy. Sally than Acorn fucking... looks like a looks like. Oh Jesus! What is going on with this thing? I know. Well, now you're getting into furries. Get but, get but, that off. But, the, but, but, but no but, furries in the podcast. It's not a furry. That's this that's, 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 that's like hey I you know and the thing was is it's, it's just, not a furry. Wade, it was a human size. Sally Acorn. Yeah, but that's not a human in there, so it's not a furry. Where, well, you, you, well, where the underwear? Supposedly, the story is the underwear were peeking out from under the short Sally Acorn dress. That you're getting into furry territory. That is getting into. This is like, oh, buddy, Fair Connor, enough. you're into furries, right? You don't talk about it though. I hang out. I hang out with them. I, I I make I make items for their enjoyment. Yes. I think Connor's a furry. I think he's. I think he's a. So furry. this is what Sally Acorn no, looks like, like in the. You know the. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, she's she doesn't the, look anything like that weird thing you showed. Yeah, she well. is. The, she is the princess of Planet Mobius. <clears throat> she almost looks like a chipmunk. Uh, that's she she might be. She's she might be a chipmunk. She probably is. Acorns, chipmunks. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, yeah, you know, and it, get, it gets funny because like not stuff that's gonna come up in the the, car, the the video game movie, but yeah, like, um, the the Mobians are super racist, and like there's this whole like they're. You know, like they, uh, the 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 people who were roboticized are considered an underclass, and Robotnik. What you know, like it, it get it gets into this whole like. Um, for what was supposed to be an Archie's kids, com- like an Archie style kids comic, there's a lot of fucking. <clears throat> This 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 went super dark, really. Quick. Well, I, there's some pretty dark shit in the original Sonic. Like whenever you bust open those. Fucking robots. There's like enslaved animals in yeah, there, yeah. like being forced to like operate. Yeah, and blue bunnies. I've never seen those before. How inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so I want to get back. To, I want to get back to Sonic, but I have to stop Sonic. for a second. You mentioned yeah. Archie. Yeah. What the fuck is Archie? The Archie comics. Yeah. It was like a slice of life comic book um, from the what fifties or sixties. Well, I mean, it's but, it's gone but through a whole thing. Yeah, it's even weirder than that. Well, no, because there, there's actually it's like there's forever. An, there's an Archie universe, and they actually relaunched it a while ago. Like so, oh. um, you have Archie, you have um, uh, Jughead. Well, you have you have the you have the Archie crew, which was Jughead, Veronica, Archie, Betty, um, and then you had Cherry, which was the more adult themed comic you know like the comic because cherry cherry was the cherry was the one girl who didn't like hang out with the archie crew that much but that was kind of where the more adult stuff went on i i, and I then guess you have then you have sabrina 
the teenage witch. That's part of Archie. That's, that's part, part of Archie? Archie. Yeah, actually, there's a whole, there's a whole. Really? Like, I actually, yeah. You gotta, well, because like, um, I'm trying to think because I actually got to look at like because the there. I was on Netflix, right? And well, Riverdale is yeah, like the whole show, Riverdale yeah. thing, and I was like, what the hell is going <clears> on with this? So I went online and I tried to look it up, and it's almost like. It's it's almost like discovering that there's bronies, right? You know, adult dudes that love <clears throat> My Little Pony Son. Joseph Friendship is magic. Dance. You 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 don't realize that there's a community of people when you find the when you when when you find the Archie stuff. You're like, how big is this? Well, like, he just club? he just named Josie and the Pussycats, which I had no idea was part of the Archie universe. Yeah, Josie but, and the Pussycats yeah. is. Well, no, and again, like it, it's it's the you know it, it's it, it, it's dumb because effectively it's this giant fictional universe. Yeah, I don't understand that, it. That you know, it's like the X Men, except they don't have superpowers. Right, right. But what what is the point? Is it well, that's why I said like slice of life. Like so, <clears throat> in anime, they have this uh, genre called slice of life, mm-hmm. where there's no superpowers. It's more about it's more of a drama essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's like. More about relationships and you know love triangles and like struggles with jobs and things like that, and they kind of present it in an interesting way, or maybe a hyped up way. But it's essentially it's a soap opera. Yeah, oh, but that's what's weird though, because with Archie, it's like, are we going to wake up one day and an entire city is going to decide that it's rebranded to an Archie city? Riverdale. Yeah. How long well, can yeah seriously? Well, how long can something like this go on with so many characters and so many plots before you could actually just live out a character in Archie for your entire life? I mean, I don't know. It, 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 there's something about it that just does not sit right inside my brain. I I, I didn't know that Archie was that extensive a universe. I didn't know that it was that far reaching. Um, and the comic has been out around. I mean, they're still producing comics, right, Connor? Well, no, actually. So they they just they just did a relaunch a while ago, but because they, they they've also gotten to the thing where they're doing like really ridiculous, you know? Because I mean, like there's there's a certain there's a certain Archie artistic style that was associated with the comics. Yeah, there were the stuff and on the, the com- bazooka bubblegum. Tur- the companies had some turnover, um, but they had um, <clears throat> they had done uh, early, in the early 2010s. Yeah, like I say, like we're not there, but. Um, they had done a they'd done a kind of side series called Afterlife with Archie, which is that Sabrina brings back like Jughead's dog dies, Sabrina bakes, brings him back from the dead, and by the act of like bringing Jughead's dog back from the bed, she basically triggers the zombie apocalypse. Oh, and Jesus. like yeah, well no, because the whole thing it's like kind of like you know it's kind of the addressing it's like you know and there's this whole thing where effectively. To stop the zombie apocalypse, they have to basically sacrifice Sabrina to Cthulhu as his witch bride and all. But you know, it's like it's super, it's super well drawn, everything like that. But it's also just this idea is like, hey, um, you know, the fact that you're like dealing with occult forces and like you're a witch, yeah, it's not cutesy, uh, uh, Melissa Joan Hart thing. It's like, no, you're actually dealing with Satan and stuff like that, and huh. world beings. And have you seen the new whole... Sabrina series? Yeah, well, actually, that, that I the, heard the chill, it's the really chilling, good. The, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is based on that comic, and the whole thing is that yes. Oh, based the, on the Afterlife the, comic. The, that's that's that because yes, because they just that was the follow up series to Afterlife with Archie was the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And um, I know we're we're branching mm-hmm. again, but Satanic Temple. The the church the the satanic church or whatever that is, sure. Gunner, 
Yeah. What happened with all that? And I mean, what, 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 so when he, what, well, because the Sabrina show was sued by oh, the, the the temple, the the temple. Well, because the, they used a bunch of their icon, their their iconography, and it's kind of weird how, because how the Catholic you, Church can't nail you for. How can you sue somebody for using a statue? Like, oh. was the statue created by the I Satanic Church? How can you fucking? How can you justify murdering fucking people for? Drawing a picture of your fucking prophet, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I I guess my point is is that that satanic statue that the what is it called the Church of Satan, right? Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but oh, we, is we'll, the, this is the Satanic Temple. The Satanic Temple, well, yeah. There's 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 a whole. They so, didn't make that right. They didn't make that statue. They just chose it as their icon. Well, Baphomet, yeah, but so there's, there's also I started going down this rabbit hole with the whole satanic church thing first of all they have nothing to do with satan did you know that um well it depends on which which branch but um, the original it's out of like california or something like that this right is a, this is out of massachusetts so anton LaVey, so the the original church of satan was founded by a gentleman by the name of anton LaVey, uh-huh who um you know, besides going all in on the Ming the Merciless kind of look, you know, which is the archetype that... I was going to say, is it the bald-headed guy with the goatee? Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, his whole thing was that he was an organist and kind of like his, you know, whether you want to go into internal myths or not, but his, his whole bit was that he was the guy who would play the piano or the organ at like the fucking burlesque slash trip club on Saturday and then he'd have to be the church organist on Sunday, and he'd be playing, and all the same people would be showing up in both places. And it was kind of just that 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 the, the hypocrisy of he, you know human existence. Like but his church, would, the 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 founding principles of it is really against well, church. No, no, period. Well, no, right? They don't, they don't believe they don't believe in a theist. You know, again, it's like the, the whole the, the whole the whole idea is that effectively it is an organized religion against the concept of a theistic deity. Right, like, you, like you know, they don't like, believe that Satan even exists. No, although there, 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 so there's, there is an important caveat on this, because, um, and this is where the greater internet fuckwad, you know, the parallels to the greater internet fuckwad theory is. So, um, the the Church of Satan or the Satanic Temple had a huge schism in the early '80s. Um, because of, uh, I think it's David Aquino or something like that. He's one of those dudes who was in, like, involved in that whole men who stare at goats fucking psychic warrior bullshit for the army. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you've seen that movie, right? Um, I can't remember. George Clooney and Kevin Spacey? I can't remember. I okay. think I did, but I can't remember. Uh, I def- I remember the ads. But, um, so... So, so, so I guess the thing is, is that the, the, the problem was, is that Michael Aquino, okay, that's it, but um, the temple, so that, like there was a split off called the Temple of Set, and the problem is, is that there was a huge group of people who joined the Church of Satan and didn't get the, didn't get the fundamental idea that the whole point of the Church of Satan was taking the piss out of, or, you know, like, right. ta- you know, because like the, 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 the sub-geniuses are the same way. But, but for that reason, it's like a very exclusive church, right? Yes. Like, like not anyone can just be part of it, but it's, but it's not about worshiping <clears throat> Satan as he's perceived by. It's worshiping Satan through, um, through, through. 
behavior, essentially. Like, it's not saying we're doing this for Satan. It's we're doing this to not deny who we are. We're doing this to not deny our basic human, you know, desires, behaviors, whatever. Like, it's, yeah, it's not a religion necessarily so much as an anti-religion. Yeah. Which is what's strange to me. So an anti-religion, which, by the way, was uh, they were approved tax-exempt status as a religion, which is weird. But they're, they're, they're trying to not be a religion, but then they're suing a TV show for using an icon that they didn't make. Right? They didn't create that statue. You know, Baphomet's been around for... They just chose like, to use it as their brand. Many and they're saying years. that their brand is being tarnished. But it's not like it's an open church anyway. It's well, an exclusive you church. Know, the, the other, so you can't be part of it. You can't just buy into it. So actually, to, to, to get to, maybe to get to your thing, the Temple of Satan is not actually recognized by the, the Church of Satan as a satanic... You know, so it's even, it's even weirder because effectively... Unless it's like, a, unless it's a direct cop, unless it's a direct, even like I can see if it's a direct clone of some copyrighted work that they did for the the, the temple, like it's if it's if it's a piece of art that they had mm-hmm. commissioned. But it's also one of these things where it's like they paid. Well, Sabrina paid up. Yeah, well, Netflix Netflix settled out of court, but you know, like you do that shit when you just want to yeah move on, move forward with the series, right? That's going to make me way more money than this is going to cost me anyway. It's also great advertising for both. <clears throat> right? Real, now real. more people are talking about Sabrina and more people are talking about the church of Satan. Even though it has nothing to do with worshiping Satan. Right. Well, yeah. Isn't that weird? It's, it's like the church of mutilating animals. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, so you guys really, because I'm into mutilating animals. You guys really into mutilating animals? Oh, no, actually, no, it has nothing to do with that. That was just a it's really exactly controversial like that, title. That that's, 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 a little, that's a little strong, too. But because I guess this is, this is the problem. This is the fundamental problem, too, because that's where this is like you get to the temple of set and stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, we're fucking evil. We're the fucking Nordic, we're the Nordic murder bands that claim that we worship satan and stuff like that and it's like uh that's not that's not the bit guys you know like well i don't know like like the the church of satan was really kind of based around the prospect of like you are the ultimate you are the ultimate and only resource that, that has control over your over your destiny kind of thing, right? Like, and it's it like was, if you do shitty stuff, you have shitty. You know, if you do shitty stuff, shitty stuff will come back to you because you know it's kind of it's it, you know it, I I wouldn't equate it to the Buddhist idea, but you know, like the the concept of karma is effectively that if you live if one lives their life in an unskillful way, they suffer consequences. They suffer consequences for it because of the interconnectedness of all things. Yeah, like one of the <clears throat> it's. It's just kind of it, the that church was to was just to challenge, because even by saying that the Church of Satan, you're challenging, obviously Christianity. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if Satan by name well, exists the, the, in anything else. You know, the, the, ad, the adversary, you know, but because right. because you know that 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 kind of gets into the whole like we we get in, we get into like it's also kind of the pickup of like you know there 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 is a bunch of there is a bunch of very hypocritical abrahamic identifying label identifying 
organized religions in the United States, if not worldwide. No, absolutely, and their control mechanisms. That's what religion is for the most part. You know, it's like, like we 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 kind of you know you know maybe that's bringing too much politics into thing, but we we get we got we got an or, we got an organization in the United States that's effectively trying to go fucking full handmaiden's tail here if if they can, and they seem to be having a bunch of they seem to be they're getting more wins on their checklist than losses at the moment. So, um, you know, but it, because again, it's the the idea of the 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 person. Yeah, you know, organized religion more often than not, um, you get the idea that the person is subsumed slash submissive to some other outside authority. And, you know, like you get into the Church of Satan and stuff like that, and the idea is that, no, you are the, ult- you are, you are the ultimate, you are the ultimate end-all, be-all yeah, you answer of your to you, and you, you answer to you and you alone. There's no fucking God up there to judge you and punish you and you'll be punished by the people that you're bad to and you'll be rewarded by the people that you're good to and our mascot is going to be what most christians think is the scariest thing on earth Mm -hmm. yes because fuck you yeah absolutely yeah like you're you're you know they view that faith as well in like baphomet essentially accepted slavery baphomet is a depiction of satan is actually a relatively recent um thing in like you know, uh, like I said, religious history because like it wasn't it wasn't present until at least like like the thirteen hundreds or something like that, and even then it's like it's an appropriation of something outside of you know like it's an appropriation of iconography from outside of the Abrahamic traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean you know again like Satan sa- sa- you know Satan was always a fucking angel, right. A fallen angel, yeah. You know, Baphomet. Baphomet is Baphomet is kind of this occult. You know, like or it is, it's an occult thing. You know, it's not really. Uh... Speaking of angels, you guys don't watch the OA on Netflix, do you? OA. No. What no. is it? Um. Well, I don't want to get too much into it if I'm the only one that watches it, but uh, it's. I don't even like to explain what the acronym stands for because I think it turns people away from the show, and I think the show is pretty cool. But the show also gets made fun of pretty well. Like I think Saturday Night Live was the one that did it, and um, there's a scene in there where they do these like hand gestures, okay. and they made like butterfly, and <laughs> if it, they they don't use it for any advertising because it's the cheesiest part of the entire thing, but it's <clears throat> it's about um, it's about how uh, near death experience can um, it really how a near death experience could could transform you from dead into oh. an angel. Okay. And um, pretty cool, though. Very, very sci-fi, though. I didn't expect it to be sci-fi, and I think that's why they don't call it... OA stands for the original angel, but that's why they... I think that's why they don't use... Um, they don't They don't use the word angel in any of their advertising because uh, <clears throat> I'm on season two now. Season two uh, came out um, maybe a month or two ago. And and the main actor is also the uh, the producer of the show, which is pretty cool. But um, in season two, it's like multidimensional. So when I say like like sci-fi, it's there is more <clears throat> there is more like science fiction references in this show than there are religious references. Really? There's almost no religious references at all. Huh. And I was talking to one of my coworkers who's very <clears throat> religious, and I'm like. 
like, hey, have you seen the OA on Netflix? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, it's about, you know, this angel. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I might be interested. And I'm like, there's no religious references. She's like, well, there's no such thing as an angel without religious references. And I'm like, okay, never mind. You probably won't like it. <laughs> but I thought that it was actually, I thought they did a good job because they kind of got the concept of an angel in, in kind of separated it. Like, you know, in dogma, they kind of do that. Yeah, they they make them not as boring, <laughs> right? But they're not tied. It's not like it's not like a Christian angel, right? You know what I mean? It's not a Catholic angel or or a Muslim angel. Well, they or are something. in dogma. Well, they are. Yeah, those are those are absolutely like angels yeah. that are in the Bible. Yeah, I mean, like in Medi- Metatron. You know, like <clears throat> Alan Rickman is playing Metatron, the the voice of God. You know, but it, it's um. In the in the the Old Testament or the New Testament? Old Testament. Okay, so that's not Christian. That's that's well, Jew. They, they, well, <laughs> the, the Christians take no, it all. It's 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 also it's also kind of this whole thing where um, you know, like there's been a lot of Disneyfying of characters, and you know, or I say characters, like talk about like a, it's a story, but because like yeah, angels were not good things to meet you know like uh, as, as much as pop culture trash as it is like supernatural kind of gets the more of the take on it you know like they're fucking they're fucking they're you it's like it's like it's like meeting a fey turned to 11 you know like it was it was a big it was a big deal if you encountered one mm-hmm. because they're not they're not people. Right, they're not like humans. You, you project, you, pro, you know, like, again, like, it's one of these, it's one of these things, and whether you believe accounts or something like that, you know, and I guess, yeah, we're talking, like, ridiculous. It's like, you don't care what, you don't care what your dog thinks, or your, you know, like, I think, you know, and this is a, this is a being capable of some reasoning and pl- plotting, but yeah, it's like, it's just... The, it's kind of like the, be, the the best thing as far as mo, the the best thing that kind of like comes through in most like um, religious you know text is effectively you're trying to you're trying to stay under the radar of the powers that be because that is the best thing for you that is the it best sounds thing like meeting a tiger be like man it's really fucking interesting but the fact is, I hope I never meet a fucking tiger because it's probably going to maul me and fucking murder me. Mm-hmm. But if a tiger, I met a tiger, and we came face to face, and he wasn't fucking hungry, and he walked away, it'd be an amazing experience. To me, it's more like the jaws of life. The jaws of life. <laughs> it's like, oh, those are super cool. But then if you actually experience them, it's because you, something tragic happened, and you needed them to save you. To me, that's... It reminds me more of that. And uh, that, that's why the show is kind of getting weird because in the first season, it was more like, hey, save. The second season, it's more like, um, I don't, it almost reminds me of Fringe like because they, they got the different, they, it, it's the whole multiverse thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, w- what's weird about it is, is it's, it's almost feeling like it's this new take on like angels <clears throat> plus sci-fi instead of like, Hey, I'm just here to save you. Well, because you know this, what I'm saying. This is, yeah, this like is, the angel has feelings too. This is one. Of, this is one of those things where it gets kind of, yeah. Wow, we 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 way went off Sonic. Yes, we did. Um, I'll bring I'll bring us back. No, don't worry. It's um, it gets it gets funny because they. So um, 
there's some talk of like the whole alien abduction thing is effectively no no, no so I'm, 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 I'm okay I'm, I like where it's going so, so, so far um, the, the the premise is that effectively um, human beings are incapable of forming memories until a certain age and one of the things that they talk about is that effect you know like and I think Rogan's talked about this somewhat you know like <clears throat> he's had some people on to talk about this too but it's the idea that effectively that the alien abduction experience is effect is this kind of your brain making sense out of bits of memory that it has from somewhere else. So because the thing is is that you don't make memories as one homogenous block. It's that different parts of your brain that specialize in processing specific type of information build their own mem like they build their own models and kind of stash it off in their their sections of your sections the sections that like hold memory. And as you're dreaming or in hypnagogic state or something like that, where effectively parts of it that per, parts of it that are responsible for your conscious perception of outside stimuli start sh like kind of going offline as you're going to sleep or you're going into like deep relax like hypnagogic states. That if there's idle chatter going across inside the noggin, that you just reconstruct this whole scenario based on like this this traumatic experience, like you know like. Because again, it's the whole the whole act of birth is very kind of traumatic because you go from the void to everything is fucking active at once. You know, like you have sounds, you have smell, you have. Sight. I, I have an experience like that. Um, like being birthed. No, like being not quite abducted. Mm -hmm. I had this. Somebody, uh, somebody stole your dick. Somebody did steal my dick. Someone, <laughs> so, so, someone, someone probed your. your I was very, very young. When I say very young, like couldn't have been much older than like six or seven. And I remember having this dream. I used to have uh, night terrors really bad, mm -hmm. like waking dreams. Like uh, <clears throat> I used to have this one that I was like sinking into the bed, and I would like, I couldn't wake up, couldn't wake up, couldn't wake up, and I'd finally like scream my fucking head off. My mom come in, to shake me the fuck yep. and wake me up. It happened a lot to me. Well, and uh, this this particular dream was, I had a dream that like my body was just immobile, and I would just kind of raise up from the bed, and then like head down the hallway, and just before I got to the door, I'd put my foot down and I'd kind of wake up. So I was like sleepwalking. I only did it a few times, but I remember being like, "Well, wait, I don't remember walking, but obviously I had to walk to get there." So I kind of see well, how people you know, could and, confuse and, and, and that. And again, it's it's also it's also interesting because the. The advent of mo the concept of modern alien abduction does not really come into existence until the advent of modern obstet obstetrics. So people go into the hospital to deliver their kids. Like if you if you go if you look at it from like a comparison thing, you know. And again, like it's not it's not immediate, but. It tracks to within the point of like you start seeing adulthood, you know. Like again, like the, you know, we can say that part of it is sociological phenomenon. Like once somebody, so once somebody else starts talking about it, other people hop on. Sure. But, um, you know, like there, I mean, like there's kind of corollary stuff like the Fey coming and kidnapping your children and stuff like that. But it is interesting that the modern alien abduction phenomenon doesn't actually come into like popular literature. Until about roughly the time that the first modern hospital deliveries with all the lights grew and into, shit grew and into adults, yeah, or grew into adult, you know, like again, it, 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 you know, and again, not not stick, but but there's also this premise that effectively the brain will attempt to impose things 
that it can understand over some stimuli that it can't. And it's like one of these deals where like the, you know, maybe this is this is where my non-practicing chaos magician thing comes in, but it's this, it's this idea that um, you will not see the reality, your brain effectively when it's, when it comes into a situation where it can't make sense of the stimuli that it's experiencing, will just attempt to impose a thing. It's like why you see faces that's in like the, the dark. Yeah, that's like the. I don't see faces in the dark. P.S. Well, no, but I mean, you'll see. But faces that's the where fucking. That's like the scary thing. That is a scary thing, though. Like, you're. <laughs> If if your brain can't process stuff correctly, it can just feed you whatever fucking information it wants to. It's even stranger too because the optic nerve has memory, mm-hmm. and there's people that um, actually see stuff, like they they see somebody standing in the room, and um, quite often it is believed to be the optic nerve is feeding them memories that they that they had in the past. It's like I'm used to somebody walking in the room and standing there. Now I can see that person clear as day because the optic nerve is almost having a flashback on things that it saw over and over and over again. So, yeah, the brain, you're, you're right, but it's even stranger because the mechanism that feeds the data can malfunction as well. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's like, so to, go, to delve further, earlier this week... Um, I got lost in YouTube, and I was on Vice's uh, YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and I like um, uh, is it who uh, Hamilton's Pharmacopia? You ever watch the series? No. He's um, a chemist, but he's really into psychedelics and drugs in general, um, and he kind of goes to far off lands where a lot of these drugs maybe started or traditions are still held, and he did a uh, sensory deprivation chamber. He did a three part. <clears throat> and like he floated he floated for like eight hours straight at the end of it and the stuff he's describing is just it's kind of wild because you're literally floating in yeah. water but not having to float because there's it's, there's so much salt in there mm-hmm. there's more than the salt than, than like the Dead Sea yeah yeah they put a lot of salt in so that it makes you feel weightless right yeah so you feel weightless it's completely pitch black there is zero sound except for maybe your heartbeat Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And then yeah. for hours you just drift. And these people are like, they have these experiences, you know what I mean? That kind of, and it's it's something that I was. That's how Eleven from Stranger Things can get inside your brain. Right. That's how she, that's how she, she gets into the, uh, gets back into the upside down. But I'm, I was kind of curious as to like, this is something I would want to try because I think like, I, I do wonder what psychological and, and health benefits it might actually have for you to be able to kind of just completely disengage and just let your brain do whatever it needs to do. It is pretty crazy how how many science fiction um, as well as non, you know, nonfiction um, go into the idea that a human, in order for it to truly like for the brain to truly wander um, has to be in one of these uh, essentially adult embryo or adult uh, 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 uteruses, right? Like the one thing that all Where these people kept the saying is... temperature is warm. You you can't hear anything. Yeah, they're, just they're, kind of suspended. They're saying like, I, I lost my hands and my arms and my legs. Like, I lo- like they lost the, like the concept of them, essentially. Like they right. were because they weren't moving them or anything like that. They were completely still or whatever. It's like they 
they kind of forgot about their limbs and shit. It, it, and it makes you realize that the that that our consciousness is largely influenced by our identity, which is I believe that's why identity is so important. And if you look at tribes, um, you know, native tribes, which they kind of live, um, they they live minimalistically, you know, compared to what we sure. the way we live now, or modern day tribes. It's important for us to have identity. So, you know, I show up to today's podcast and I'm wearing, um, uh, you know, uh, like a like a sugar skull shirt, but the components of the skull are made up of car parts, right? Because I need people to see me and my identity. And I, and I, I found and bought this shirt because I felt that it represented my identity. But that is only in the physical, tangible world. In my brain... It, there's no way to really describe my identity, right? You couldn't describe to me who you are in your brain. Well, I think it's just too complex. It's 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 <clears throat> I it, it's probably you're probably right, but I would say it's actually too abstract because if unless we can talk to each other through thought, there's no signature that is weighed. Right. So the best <clears throat> next thing that I can use is the physical representation of Wade. And that's who I think of is, 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 you know, like right now you're wearing a baseball cap and you're kind of scruffy right now. That's, that's the way that's usually doing a podcast on Sunday morning. And that's the way that we think of in the style of your glasses, you know, Gunner's got his, uh, his sweatshirt with the sleeves kind of, uh, pushed up to his elbows and, and it zipped a little way, a little bit down. So you can see Led Zeppelin through his t-shirt. Um, and Gunner's got his wavy hair, which is usually longer than ours, and he usually dyes it some type of color. There's no way for Gunner to get his the way his mind works and to transfer that to someone it would take too long. So the next best thing he can do is to have this outside identity. When you drop yourself inside this tank and you can't actually feel yourself, you start to lose that. You start to lose the concept of, 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 of a tangible identity. And I think that's such a cool concept. And I think like if you look at a lot of the sci-fis um, that, question, that question what intelligence is, they all kind of have this general consensus. And that's that you don't need to be a body to, to, have, to have an intellectual identity. Right. Right. You could be computer code. Yeah, I mean, you could just be a brain in a fucking jar with some wires attached to it, feeding it complex messages. But you need you need the message. Yeah, we are. That's true. Yeah, you know, like the 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 idea the I you know, and this gets into the whole. I wish I could remember everybody who was on that fucking board because there was um, it was kind of like a round council session, and it was also before like. Neil deGrasse Tyson had got all his flack. Yeah. No, but there, so it was. Um, they were just talking about like um. General like things left to discover in science, and one of the things that they talked about was the idea of like what what makes consciousness. And everybody was going off on this whole tangent, and I, I, I you know, like in Neil deGrasse, as he's prone to do, kind of rolled the conversation out. But the you know, and it's an important question because it actually it's it's actually it's the if you go by Occam's razor. It's actually the, the it's it's the most likely one, which is that we fundamentally keep asking the wrong questions. Ergo, that's why we can't get the answers that or we can, can't get the answers. Do you know the concept of the Occam's razor or however you said it? 
No. C- can you can you? So Occam's razor is effectively the idea that um this the, the simplest set of conclu the simplest set of circumstances that allow you to come to a conclusion are most likely the correct ones. Okay. So it's like the you know again like you, you don't we make things too complicated. Mm-hmm. And it's just because, you know, and again, like Occam's razor is kind of based on the principle of just thermodynamic conservation of energy, you know, like a situation will, a situation will arise with the minimal number of inputs that are required for it to, 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 to organize like it. Gotcha. But, um, his whole thing was that the idea is that, um, we ask the wrong questions about what makes people like, what, what makes consciousness, what makes, because you know, and again, like we talk about the brain in the jar, but it's this idea that, you know, like I think I think you've talked about this outside the thing, like the dude who was paralyzed, or something like you know, like it, it, if you lose chunks of your feedback system, you, the way that you think about things empirically changes, right? And it's because you're not just your brain, you know, you're not just the goo at the top of the top of the stack and all that. I think it's like how you think is an organized gestalt of all these systems interacting with each other it's like why if it's like why people get depressed if their fucking guts are you know like their their microflora or whatever and their guts are not working correctly or you know it's actually one of the things they talk about like dementia one of the rises of dementia is that effectively people we have large numbers of people who are losing muscle tone over time and the same proteins that are generated as your body is you know the enzymes and proteins that are generated as your body's repairing muscle after you do it, like sustained exercise, are what clean up all the shit that accumulates in your brain. Did you see you, when you talk about the 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 flora and the protein? Um, did you see the guy that fasted for like a full year? I think I did. Yeah, like like, like a, he was essentially on a water fast, right? Yeah, like vitamins and water. He was like he, he was like. Very, very overweight, mm-hmm. and he well, uh, fasted for a full year. Did you Did you see the one where Pendulette lost like eighty? Like he just he, eating potatoes, just, just plain potatoes. potatoes. Who was it? So Pendulette had he's like three. He, you know Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Oh, yeah. And he ate potatoes and what else? Well, he like he always he threw vegetables in, but yeah, like no he, for the for the first for, for the first couple like the first months. month or so. Yeah, he Dude, just, potatoes. Just, potatoes plain are awesome. potatoes, not prepared any way. Mm-hmm. They Literally. got iron, vitamin C. Well, as long as you eat the skin, that eating, but. but that's but he re- essentially he said he re- reprogrammed his brain because before he ate like shit. You know, he he wanted a cheeseburger, he ate a cheeseburger, and he felt like mm-hmm. shit afterwards. But but he, but the the process of in, of eating that food mm-hmm. that's like how he, he learned purged, it when he purged, he purged the reward mechanism from because the the other yeah. thing is he talks about what did he, he do. So what in you know, like and he had a, he had a doctor supervising him when he did because he like he was he was he had like a ninety percent blockage in one of the main main arteries in his heart. Oh, wow! Yeah. And instead of doing the, the ex, mm-hmm. you know, like instead of doing the 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 medicine and everything else, that yeah. was that he just he just went on this like crash fast and. So he fasted, but well, it's just a fact he was eating, but like yeah. So he what part of it too is that like he just had to, he basically had to do a full wipe of his. Um, reward mechanism in his brain, mm-hmm. and like his his whole. So he fasted from a reward perspective, but he was eating. Well, but well, he yeah, was, he, the, the doctor. He was, t- how he did was there was no like, diet restrictions. He yeah. was like, 
All you're going to eat is potatoes. That's it. The doctor told him to do this? Uh, I don't know if the or doctor told him or not. This is what he told himself. Because he, well, he, he was talking he did have a nutritionist with him to make sure that he didn't get too crazy and too deprivated of like vitamins and shit like that. Because I'm going to sidebar for a second, but we'll come right back. Um, <clears throat> I mean, everybody's got their opinions on mm-hmm. Penn and Teller. Or, well, people don't even know who they are now because they're kind of like maybe our age and older would know who Penn and Teller is. Um, Thanks to the president of the United States, he was on um, an episode of The Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. And I fucking loved him on that show. Like, I watched them all sit around and brainstorm ideas, and he was always one of the brilliant ones. And he also, I mean, he, he had kind of had a short fuse with some of the with some of the douchebags, because, you know, you're stuck with, like, celebrity housewives on that fucking show, right? right? You don't know the, the type of skill that you're going to be going up against. But he was one of the ones I really, really enjoyed um, on that show. So... So who who came up with this idea of of just eating potatoes? Was he the, did, and well, as far as I well, know, as like nutritionist maybe him, him and his the doctor that he was consulting. Yeah, because the doctor was like, think of something that you like, but that you 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 think you could eat for a long time. Uh huh. I think Penn identified it as potato himself because well, and like he talked about like instead of so his his sugar as it were was that he would just eat spinach, like like steamed spinach. Like yeah, uh-huh. so it was just. It was the the main thing was is that he had to have a nutrient profile so that because what you what you're trying to do is you're trying to keep it so that your body doesn't go into glycine like you know the, the whole like this the fat stockpile thing yeah because you want to keep you want to keep your blood sugar at a certain you you want to keep your blood sugar at a certain level you want to keep the minerals in there so that you don't fucking start because that that's the other like you know like if you go on the if you go on the um, Christian Bale machinist diet you know like it, it, it's you know, you can, you can, you're. When you start eating again, you start eat. Your it, it turns everything to fat. It doesn't because your body's like fuck that. I'm not well, going through that also, shit again. You also, you also like risk damaging your liver and your absolutely kidneys when you. There's when a you, yeah, you, starving you, yourself. It's why fucking people that are anorexic and bulimic are fucked up because like their their organs are fucked up because it's not just that they're oh they're so skinny. It's like no, they've done damage to like their kidneys, their I mean, liver, you, you, their you fucking can, heart. You can, you can yeah, it's like it's one thing because it, it's it's the other the other thing that they talk about is like like it's like a professional athlete like you can eat a six seven thousand a day calorie diet but it, it also process like it. how the fucking how the fucking cal- like where those calories are fucking coming from a better like a perfect example i think is, is uh you know, like like the olympic swimmers yep Be- because swimming is so intensive it's friction both ways it's and it's constant movement it's constant applying your muscles like there's no downhill for swimmers you know what i mean like competitive swimmers it's it's really, really, really intense, and they—I mean—they'll burn thousands and thousands of calories. So you'll hear these guys eating all this food, and they'll just—you know—they'll burn it up. They'll use it up. But Penn uh, Gillette ate potatoes for an extended period of time, um, and eventually, what it did was he started to fucking despise them, and he literally only ate them when he was absolutely hungry. Okay. So yeah, the he's calling it the potato diet yeah. because for the first two weeks, two weeks, okay, he had. Um, <clears throat> I just clicked off of the article on accident, but yeah, for the first two weeks, it was he ate the potatoes, but just for those two weeks. Apparently, it was because, like you said, Wade, he was trying to break the social norm of going out and eating and eating with friends. 
it was really to break a bad habit. And it was, then he it started was introducing to reform his relationship with food, right? Because right. like, and I th- I do this definitely. <laughs> uh, like food is used as like a reward, or mm-hmm. food is used as a coping mechanism. It's like my relationship with food is probably. I definitely say it's not healthy. It's just like. It's almost like a crutch. You know what I mean? Like some people are very lucky and they just, they literally just view it as nutrition Mm -hmm. and that's it. They don't have like a sweet tooth or whatever. Maybe they're just wired that way. Maybe that's just how they were raised or whatever. But like me, man, I love fucking food. Yeah. Like I love those. When I'm at work, food is my excuse to get out of the office and hang out with my coworkers and talk about stuff that's not work. So it is, it's a reward. It's a reward mechanism there. Um, At home, food is more of a structure and discipline thing. Because I have three kids that can't sit still for more than five minutes. So food food at home is more like, no, let's all sit down together. Let's all eat together. And it's, it's almost like, like, a, like a nightly ritual to practice manners so that when we go out to a restaurant, the kids are accustomed to sitting in their chairs. They're accustomed to not throwing their food, um, you know, the... They're they're polite to the people that are bringing the food to them, so it's less of a reward thing at home for me. But yeah, definitely at work, and of course, you know any type of um, you know indulging food like like pastries or um, yeah, that's interesting though. So it's he really didn't just switch to potatoes. It was just two weeks to break the habit. Yeah, and, so that he would get sick of it. And if you only if and if the you know the the parameters of the experiment were you can eat nothing but potatoes for two weeks, he's eventually what's gonna happen, he's gonna find his equilibrium. His body's gonna be mm-hmm. like, This isn't a fucking reward anymore, dude. Like we actually are sick of this. We would like something else. But because there is nothing else, we'll just eat it when we have to. Um I did something similar with Pop Tarts. Now Pop Tarts are not as nutritional as a potato. Um Super delicious, magic nutritious. A Pop Tart, a single Pop Tart has 200 calories in it. A packet of Pop Tarts has 400. So if you get one of the one of the Pop Tarts and break it in half, it's 100 calories. So what I would do is I would eat 100 calories when I got up in the morning. And then I would be, and then when dinner came, I would try to reduce my portions. And I did that strategy as part of a weight loss effort at work. And I lost 12.5% of my body weight doing that diet. But it was really, really caloric strategy. I mean, I wasn't exercising. Right. Um, the other thing that was huge was um, eliminating the extra calories that I put into my coffee every morning, which not everyone can do, but I would either drink my coffee with just sugar or just cream that wouldn't have both. And now I can actually drink my coffee black, black so I can yeah. completely eliminate those those calories. And those were enough uh, to lose the weight. Uh, however, I work with people and now now I just don't eat. So now I'll, I'll, I'll go um, the entire day without consuming any calories. And I feel good. But I talk to people that are like, oh, I need to eat breakfast. I can't go without eating breakfast. And I wonder, is is their metabolism really that much different than mine? Or is it that there's this 
that reward system in their brain is just going into panic mode and it's actually in their head that that, that they're they're physically and you know they're they're healthy they would be fine going days without eating it's just there's a panic in their head and they don't know how to overcome that panic yeah i mean it's a good question obviously different people have different metabolisms you know what i mean like there are some people that are just genetic freaks that uh like <laughs> i i take it and he's a great, great guy. I love him to death. Joey Var. You, you remember Joey? He went to high school with him. He just got engaged, didn't he? Got married. Oh, got married. Congratulations, yes. by the way. Congratulations to him. I saw something across the news feed. Just yeah. got married. Um, but that kid could like be sitting on his couch eating his mom's pasta every day of the week, go to the gym for like two days and be ripped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just some yeah. people are genetically wired for that my, stuff. My older brother, Light, is like that as well. He's always been in great shape. And... um I mean, he does get out. He does do a lot of things. He does do a lot of physical stuff. But he's been ripped since he was like 10. Right. Yeah, but it's all the mustard dust that's in his bones at this point. (laughs) Inside joke. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to circle back. To the mustard dust? To the mustard dust. um, That is supersonic. And no, I wanted to circle back to Sonic. That mustard dust can really move. I think Sonic is a cool topic. I think it's an. I think Sonic is like the franchise that could have carried Sega just as far as as um, Nintendo as Mario has carried Nintendo. But because of reasons, really, I would say it's the console wars has, is what killed Sega. Um, just, I think. Because if you don't sell consoles, you don't sell games. So the Genesis was slightly inferior in, in structure. It was not slightly. It was inferior to the Super Nintendo as far as the specs and things like oh, that. Oh, actually, uh, that flip that. Really? Yeah, because that, that's the whole reason why they had to have the the stupid add-on graphics chip, the zero mode and stuff like that. Like the Super Nintendo? The Super Nintendo, yeah, the, the only reason the Super like actually the Super Nintendo was not a big seller outside of the US. And even like the US, like Genesis 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 led in a lot of places. Like that that's one of the it's like one of the big what ifs of, of console hit you know, like Yeah, Sega didn't get killed because of the Genesis, no, right? Sega got killed because of the Dreamcast. The Super Nintendo was only call. big in Japan. Like it won because Nintendo just could throw more money at it over time, and that Nintendo of America had, like had their shit together and like because they, they like they started they started off from behind and they only came out ahead of that like ahead of that particular console war at the very end. It was like it's actually one of the things like the, the Nintendo sixty four almost finished them because they needed it to be like they they needed it to be way more successful than it ended up being because that was. You know, like that—that that marked like a—that marked a very fundamental, like N- Nintendo. Nintendo. Nintendo is not a leader because of sales. Nintendo is because you want to have the Nintendo experience, and up until the SNES, it was still like you got a Nintendo because it was where all the fucking games were, right. and uh, like Je- yeah, Genesis was huge in Europe, huge in America. 
Um, I, I had a Genesis. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I liked and the like Genesis. it was it was actually yeah. it was qualitatively from a hardware perspective. It was what you know, like again, it it, it was it they, was a better machine. Huh. They did weird things. You know, they had the 32x, the clip in 32x, yeah. so you could play better games. That whole idea that you could just clip in a coprocessor. And it would fix the memory and CPU wow. problems inside the unit is insane. Um, but then they came out with um, Sega CD, yeah, which was like a strange wow. version of the Sega, but with a CD well, stuck they, to the which, side. Well, in fairness to them, was the future eventually, but it wasn't there. It was yet. too no, soon. And, and, and again, yeah. it, it's, the Sega, the Sega Saturn, which Wade you owned. Nope. No. Never had What one. did you own? The I Atari. And an Atari Jaguar. A Jaguar, that's what <laughs> it was. And then and then the Dreamcast. And what's very sad about that Dreamcast is it was a terrific platform. It, it the was. The Dreamcast was fast enough to run PlayStation games, and you could. There was a program called Bleemcast, and you could pop the Bleemcast disc in, take it out, and pop your PlayStation disc in, and it would emulate the PlayStation 1 games on a Dreamcast, and it actually worked. Unfortunately, nobody wanted to load two discs to play one game, and there was probably some copyright infringement issues going on. But the Dreamcast, the graphics were good. The controllers were a little strange, but they were decent controllers. They, were, they weren't bad. Well, they were okay. So, and, and I guess really what we talk about, we go back to this whole, like, it's funny that we kind of loop back because... This goes this goes hand in hand with the whole fucking Sonic thing, the movie. So the reason that Sega died was because Sega's biggest footprint was outside of Japan, but Sega's Japanese management was super racist and didn't want to hear anything from their non-Japanese subsidiaries, and that's why like fucking they went whole hog. It's why they had thirteen different systems, was because, um. The the Saturn the Saturn and the thirty two X and stuff like that that was stuff under control of Sega of America and Sega of Japan wanted all in on the Saturn and, Se- and like Sega of Japan also couldn't make up their minds on what the fuck it was supposed to be because was it a two D because like the whole thing I mean like Sega of Japan did some really impressive games but all the stuff that came out for the Saturn wasn't American. And this is why I think Nintendo and like was all, smart. All of, all, of, all of Sega's big sellers were fucking American and European games. Like, right. if it weren't for Mario 2, there'd be a lot of features of Mario 3 that would have been different. Right? You couldn't pick up stuff. You can't pick stuff up from Mario 3? Yes, you can. Can you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you, yeah, you oh, can. Oh, you can pick up the shells. Yeah, you pick you up the shells. You can't dig anything from the ground. You though. can't dig it from yeah, the ground, no. But there was, a lot of, there was a lot of concepts that fundamentally changed yes. after they decided to get Doki Doki Panic and start to, when they rebranded that and released Mario 2 in the States, they had to change the rules for the entire Mario game because of the United States. And that was smart because those elements actually ended up adding to it. Now, fortunately, they took some things away. You don't see that weird egg burping character from Mario 2 showing up uh, showing up later in the games because she just looked weird. But um, but I think that the marketing was smart. And also, well, she, I don't remember she, she trying to clip pretty, shit into the Nintendos. Bernie I don't remember other, a Nintendo 32X. I don't remember a Nintendo CD adapter. Well, actually, so the, you you say that um, there were there were attempts to make uh, add-ons like that's that. That's what the PlayStation became. Like actually, yes, and it's, it's actually funny because that that, that oh yeah, the, because wasn't that originally a contract with Nintendo? Had, no, it's actually why it has an as it's why it has an SNES controller, like the original PlayStation <laughs> gamepad. 
is effectively a Super Nintendo controller mm-hmm. with two more triggers. No. Yeah, because they were contracting Sony to There's build the consoles, right? There's only one LBRB on, okay. on the original okay. uh, PlayStation controller. But yeah, so it's, why it's, actually, it's, it's why it has the yeah. four buttons. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, and again, <clears throat> it's one of those things where it's like, what could have, should have. Like, after Nintendo fucking pulled the, pulled the rug out from underneath them on that, and they went with Phillips, because who the fuck knows? Like, Sony actually hit up Sega to be like, hey, do you want to work? Because that's actually where the Sega CD came from. Was is that like originally that they were going to do the same thing? Because the the again, the, you know, it's one of those things where you have transitional technology, and people were still doing cartridges, but the cartridges had hit like a like you know like it was just ex- it was expensive to manufacture them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the audio was a problem. Yeah, because well, you had to do all the synth, you know, you yeah. all the synth stuff. In, in yeah, you either right. Yeah, you either had like the equivalent of a MIDI track, where it was just the note data and a bunch of sounds, or you had the entire <laughs> audio album encoded inside the game. And that's where PlayStation really was cool because the game that you had could have an entire music album playing in the background. Mm-hmm. You, we never had that luxury before. But uh, but Sonic, I think is a it was a really good brand. I think it still has some some um, some really good uh, uh, pull. One thing that's interesting about Sonic is, I'm just going to rant here for a second. You guys remember playing the whole Green Hill Zone, right? Yeah. You start off Sonic <laughs> and you go on these hills. Sonic was essentially a ball, and you could almost play like play him like he was a pinball machine right actually in the later versions of sonic they sonic actually two, embraced a pinball that. stage that looks like las vegas i don't remember the name of the zone but. but in the original sonic like his body hit the way he rolled and zipped and whatever it made a lot of sense with the green hill zone and you could zip through the level you get through the entire level in seconds because of the way if you jumped just right if you bounced off people just right you'd get all the coins and then you end up in the bonus stage and you do it fast but what the fuck happened with the lava? Um, what is it? Not Lava Hill. What's the name of the, the lava one there? I the know. second one. The second zone? The second, yeah. Like, you have the Marble Hill zone, you zip through, it's all grass. You get through it in seconds. And then they just stop you, and you have to wait for platforms that um, are... It's Lava Reef, I believe. Or was it Lava Reef, or is that in Sonic 3? Sonic and Knuckles... You guys are looking up the name of it. It's um, yeah, whatever it is. But you're you you went from zipping through the level now, waiting for a fireball to go all the way up to the sky and back down before you can cross. Mm-hmm. It's the second world, whatever it's called. Yeah, this thing's being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Marble Zone. Yes, Marble. Um, whatever it's called. You've got the other zones: Green Hill yeah, Zone, Marble Zone, Marble zone Spring Yard Zone, yeah, Labyrinth Marble Zone Act. Where, zone. Yeah, I, it must have been named after all of the different blocks that you were walking on, like those purplish blocks. Um, Maybe well, those were and, supposed and, to be in marble. So, in Sonic One, it's in Sonic One, it's the Marble Zone. In Sonic Two, it's the Underground Zone. Okay, yeah, the Marble Zone. You went through zipping through this whole stage, and then all of a sudden, you're making people wait for platforms and for lava. What an interesting game! What an interesting game decision. Like, they couldn't have made the second level fast like the first. Yeah, make it harder. But you got shoes that can make you run fast. You got this invincibility. If you're, 
when you're in marble zone with invincibility, it does you no good because you can't actually go any faster because you're waiting for a freaking platform to come pick you up. So it's, it's interesting to me because I didn't feel that way with, with Mario. I didn't feel like like with Mario, you get to the second stage and you can't still jump through it fast. You can't you can't zip through the level. Um, the reason this is fresh in my mind is because Amazon actually offers the whole Sonic One through whatever from the Genesis on the Fire Stick now. Oh, so you can play it on the uh, on like with the, on your controller. This is where it gets weird. I went to inst- I went to buy it. It was three bucks for Sonic One. Or you can buy the whole franchise for like fifteen bucks. I should have just bought the whole franchise, but I didn't know what the experience. I mean, was literally be like. though, after like the third one, it kind of gets sketchy. Well, you go to buy it, and it warns you, which I'm I'm happy that it warns you. It says this is only playable with an Amazon controller, and it shows a picture of this controller, and it looks a lot like the Amazon remote for the Fire. It's got like the microphone button on it. It's got the home button on it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, shit, now I got to go buy this $20 controller just to play Sonic. It's like the, the controller costs more than the video game does. Mm-hmm. But it said the Amazon Bluetooth controller. Do you know where I'm going with this? The lag? No, no, no. Um, not so much of the lag. Um, good, good point, though, because we talked about that. Do you on play a- it without a different Bluetooth controllers? Yes. Nice. Um, can what? you guess which one? The Wii? I didn't try the Wii controller. I did the Xbox controller. Oh. And the Xbox controller paired. It detected as an Xbox 360 controller or what Xbox One controller, whatever it is. And uh, and it played fine. Like, paired and played. No shit. Very, very surprised that it worked. The downside is that you don't have the microphone, so you can't like talk to it, like say, hey, Alexa, please do this or please do that. So it, it does lack some functionality over the Amazon controller. But the fact that it worked out of the box was crazy to me. And to put this into perspective, I can't play Fortnite on a Mac with that same Xbox controller. Well, Epic Games has not mapped the Xbox One controller controls to work properly on a Mac. Huh. But Amazon will allow you to play Sonic the Hedgehog with an Xbox One controller. And you can use it like like I watch you watching TV on your Xbox. You can use it just like that. You can select the letters and type in your searches. Yeah, It behaves just like... And I'm like... If you're... If, let's say... Let's say you're an Xbox, you're an Xbox guy, right? Like you are. Yeah. You do mo- you do everything on the Xbox in your in your living room, right? Yep. You really don't do anything else on your TV unless it's through the Xbox. Right. If you were if you were looking to add the stuff that you do from like a TV and watching perspective, maybe not so much the gaming, to another room in your house, and you could get yourself a thirty or forty dollar Fire Stick. Would you opt for the controller instead of the remote? Would you feel more comfortable? Yeah, probably, yeah. This is something I find very interesting because I sat on my couch with this gaming controller and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, my son uses his Nintendo Switch. He uses the controls. Right. He doesn't use an Amazon remote control. He uses a controller. Right. And I was thinking, I was like... Is the controller going to replace the remote control? <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean it could. 
You know, you go to you go to Best Buy and you can get the Amazon with the remote. You can get the Fire Stick with the remote, or you can get the Fire Stick with the gaming controller. Why wouldn't you pay a couple more bucks and get, get the, the gaming, gaming controller? controller. Yeah. It's also easier to find. You know how many times I've lost that little tiny Amazon Fire yeah, I've Stick never remote? Lost my fucking <laughs> gaming controller. Yeah, gaming controller doesn't fall between the the couch cushions as easily. It's true. Well, um, that's a good question. Also, the gaming controllers usually have a rechargeable interface, whether it's USB, whether it's a dock. Yeah, mine's got yeah, mine's got the battery pack or whatever, and I just put it on the dock, recharge it. So my next question is, how long before all the game controllers have a microphone button on? Well, I mean, like the yeah, the Xbox 360, the Xbox One did. Does it? No. Didn't, it didn't, well, the you have a didn't. you have a mic jack. You and you can talk through to Cortana or whatever through your headset. Oh, so you got to plug a headset in. Yeah, you have to plug a mic in, but there is a mic in. Um, where, where is it on the controller? Go grab your controller. Yeah. I figured it's sitting right there. We might as well yeah. take a look at it as I make Wade get up. Is it a regular headphone plug? Yeah, just a jack. I don't think I've ever noticed that. Because I have, I believe I have these same controllers at home. Of course, I have the Minecraft edition. Yeah. It's the same thing. So there's so I could plug your so you're saying how do you how do you turn but there's no way to speak though, huh? There's no, no way to hit a button to speak like there is on a there's uh, no you can, you can set your Xbox up to say you can set up Cortana. Okay. Can, that the connect is what you can do your, your vocals with. I have the connect currently disabled. Mm-hmm. I unplugged it from the system. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm making it. you get I up and it then from the system. you're far away from the microphone. So um so I can say like uh, it'll. I can set this up so that um, like I'll have kind of Cortana enabled on my Xbox, mm-hmm. and if I just say "Hey Cortana," and it'll immediately start right. to listen and whatever See, I the, tell it to do. That's one difference with the um, with the Fire Stick is unlike the Amazon uh, Echo, the Fire Stick's not always listening. So um, the the other thing actually, if you yeah, so no. I I would because that would be super cool if I could get the Xbox controller and use it use the voice commands with it with the I, so the, I assume it doesn't the, though. the one thing with this is that actually so they make they make a specific replacement battery for this uh-huh. for the point of doing exactly what you're talking about so instead of the connect you plug that in instead and it has because the battery is not just the battery it also has. There's also a data connector plug under here, mm-hmm. or it'll go in the USB. But you have a Xbox. There's a chat headset, so it's basically a separate headphone, a, a a separate earpiece and headphone that you get for it. So you can listen to what's going on in the Xbox, but it also has your Connect microphone. So you, yeah, you can actually just talk directly on this thing. I guess we're. No. You're saying they just build they just build the feature into the battery pack. Yes. Um, the other thing is <clears throat> the experience. First of all, I've never been able to do this before, but Sonic the Hedgehog version one, right? The, the, the first, the first release of the game yeah. was widescreen. So there's your, there's really? your setup. It actually has the separate buttons underneath too to turn. To okay. That's around. a little different. That's actually clips into the bottom of the controller. And I have that. Yeah. That's yep. what, that's what this port is here. Yeah, so it uses the bottom Xbox port for, for what does it do? It adds extra buttons or yeah, something? Yeah, because actually, wouldn't it, that, that's actually where the keyboard goes too, if you get that, right? Yeah, so there's like a chat, there's like a hole on the bottom of this. It gets mm-hmm. extended down, and there's like a keyboard that you can like type oh, okay. if you wanted to text stuff, if you wanted to send a message. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I actually was playing Sonic 1 in widescreen. Huh. I've never been able to do no, that yeah. before, which means that Amazon worked with Sega to redo the game in a widescreen format. But it's even stranger, and tell me if my memory's wrong, but in Sonic 1, I don't believe you could charge up the zoom. You couldn't static spin in Sonic 2 You can do it in the, Ama- really? in the Amazon version. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not a straight port and if it's actually... Because the issue, the issue is, is that uh, Sega lost like huge chunks of the code for their back libraries. So I wouldn't be surprised if effectively games have just been reported, you know, like you have an asset or something like that, and they just reported it back to... The other thing that's interesting is when you... So you buy this Sega game, right? And when you launch it, it it, it goes through some strange Sega-branded app. And it loads the Sega app, and it shows the original Sonic cartridge spinning on your screen in 3D... And it's got Japanese writing on it. Huh. It's the the cartridge itself, even though the game is English, I don't know if there's a difference between the Japanese and English version. I assume that I some know. of the text on the screen would be Japanese in the Japanese version. But the cartridge is spinning around in 3D and it's got Japanese characters on it as well, which I found very interesting. Um, besides that, I couldn't find any differences yet. We've only made it through, through the, the first two worlds. But the fact that it's widescreen, it also... It, has it has tails and knuckles grayed out but available on the menu and I don't know how to get them. That's weird. You have to plug in. You have to plug in uh, Sonic the Second Act Knuckles cartridge on your uh, on the Amazon, right? Amazon. How do you do that? <laughs> I would do it. I would buy. I would buy a Knuckles branded Amazon stick that I could plug into my Amazon <laughs> stick. Are you gonna Are you gonna run the train on your HDMI connector? <laughs> You're like Russian doll it. And and that's a unique concept too because. Where else have we seen a game, besides the Game Genie, which just kind of hacks features, where you can inject a playable character into the game? Like, that concept uh, that, that they did with Sonic, you could buy Knuckles and just inject him into any any Sonic game that you owned. It is, yeah, I don't know. And in some of the it levels, would, it he was break, terribly it would, unfair. It would, it would break a bunch of stuff, too. Like, yeah, right? Like the original, the original Sonic the Hedgehog. There was just stuff that it, it like, this was not meant to be. But you know what? You just um, float Sonic, through an entire yeah, level. Sonic, you know, Knuckles, Knuckles has always gotten the short end of the stick as far. Um, what the frick was the, the recent one? There's one where the the game the game will effectively crash and you will get into a non-recoverable state if you use Knuckles in certain levels. Really? And it's, not, it's, it's like a modern one. It's not even, like... That, but yeah, because it's just like, hey, we put a flying character in this platforming game. What could go wrong? And it's like, meanwhile, he fell off the world, and we don't have. A, There's no way to get him back. Um, well, we we found we found a hard bug in one of the Madden games one time on the N64, which is that if you sack the ref before the play is called, the game doesn't have an exit state for it. <laughs> So mm-hmm. you like, you're, you're blitzing, and if you clip the ref, the game like the ref the ref won't get back up because there's no trigger to be like, hey, I need to do that. you need to call you know, like you need to be called on this, and the game would just go into like, oh, we're just gonna sit here. Yep. There's there's like a there's like a twenty five year old bug 
or 20-year-old bug with the original version of Half-Life where if you had two weapons and you're switching back and forth between them, there's a quick switch button. Yeah, Q, right? Q, yeah, and you'd switch back to your previously used button, but there's also a drop weapon button. G. Yeah. If you drop your weapon and then try switching back to the previous weapon, it crashes the entire server you're playing on. Really? Yeah. Seg Yikes. faults the server. Oof. And you can actually jump into a server, any server in the world. Quick switch. It's so fast. You just drop and then previous weapon and the entire server comes down <laughs> to its knees. That's pretty intense. Yeah. It, it was it hap- it, it's so easy to trigger that I actually on the on the server that I had, I had to have a watchdog process that checked to see if, if the Half Life server was running and if it wasn't, it started it back up again. Speaking of like old, old secrets and bugs and things like that being like found now. Gunner, if you don't know this, then we're just gonna move right off it. But you're kind of in the know on these things. Did they find a Final Fantasy Seven kind of like secret ending or or secret do you know anything about it? If oh, what do you mean the final thing? What are we talking about? It's like somebody found a, like the secret ending where Eris doesn't. Never, spoiler oh, there's, alert. Eris no, doesn't I, die. I mean, like, don't worry about it, though. No, no, no. It's fine. Been, I don't know if you been, heard anything about it. It's just like that game came out in, Jesus, I don't know, Final Fantasy VII, 1998, well, 99. You know, the whole thing is that, like, you know, the whole thing is that, uh, She wasn't dead until you put her in the you, you buried her in the funeral, right? Like cloud drowned, like when they do the like oh God, water thing, like she, she's just paralyzed. Ninety seven, ninety seven. What the fuck is that? Mm. Okay, so I'm going to keep the Sonic topic alive. Um, what I have here, it's called Ruby's costume, men's Sonic. If you're anywhere near a computer, please look it up. <laughs> um, Ruby's costume, men's Sonic. Uh, pajamas and the, it's adult Sonic pajamas. It actually comes with the big white gloves, and uh, the, the only real way I can describe this face is uh, once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's actually I'm quoting my eight year old yeah. son. Um, that's what he said about the Sonic pajamas. Gunner, take a look. Yep. Sonic. Are you going to go to Comic Con with those pajamas? No, that's okay. <laughs> Um, that's terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying. It's weird the results that come up when you do a Google image search for something. Like I did a search for adult comic pajama or adult Sonic pajamas, and one of the pictures that comes up is a man in what appears to be a nightgown. Of course, the, the the website won't even let me see the photo that was showing up in the preview. Wade, would you ever wear this? No. It's literally just a... It's like a long a, button-up shirt. Like, like, a, like a long button-up shirt that goes down to your knees. I mean, is that fashionable? Not that I'm aware of. He PJs looks pretty... T- typically, pajamas aren't too fashionable either, though. He looks pretty cool otherwise, but it almost looks like it was intended... <laughs> um, Gunner, I want to talk 
I, a little bit. We had like ten minutes left. I, 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 talk. I, I think that if they were really committed to this horrible, they should have gone all in on the Netflix thing, so that you can have multiple versions of the film, and there's different versions of Sonic oh, in the same. Like, have you done? Bandersnatch? Have you done that with Bandersnatch? No, Bandersnatch? Have you done it, Wayne? Yeah, but yeah, I know what it's, you're like, it's like bad cosplay. It's like bad cosplay, dude. Like, you know, just go all in on the meme trashness. Uh, Epic Games <clears> did some something interesting. Uh, Rocket League, which we haven't really talked about Rocket League on this. No, my coworkers constantly talking to me it's, about it's, Rocket it's, League. It's like the biggest, one of the biggest, excuse me, free-to-play games. And it's like, it's, it's very popular on Twitch. There are a lot of pros that play. You, like, a, you play soccer with cars, right? Yeah, and a giant ball. It's it's like, God, you remember how Ball Blazer, how much fun that was? Mm-hmm. That's fucking Rocket League. It's just you're in a souped-up nitro car doing flipping the car, trying to hit the ball into the net mm-hmm. and i thought it was kind of dumb but then it came came on with games with gold and i tried it and i was like this is actually it's pretty good fucking fun <laughs> yeah. it is a lot of fun but epic games did they purchase the rights to the game they purchased the no, they purchased the publisher the entire company right wow or the developer yeah because so this is this is not immediate relevant to our discussion but it's also like as a person who is doing a bunch of like seat time trying to get familiar with unreal 4 like i'm kind of not comfortable using that tool set anymore in my particular project because epic is just gone full late stage capitalism dick weasel maneuvering um but so rocket league so uh, the and i actually so i gotta pull up the i gotta pull was up rocket the, league already using the Unreal Engine? Yes. Yeah. So they, they, they are an Unreal developer. So the... Have you a, have you seen the real-life Rocket Leagues? No. Those are fucking crazy. There's a name for it. Maybe it's still called Rocket League. Uh, oh, so Psyonix is the the developer. Okay. Um, And, I mean, like, they've done a bunch... They, they, you know, they are, they are a long-time Unreal 4 user, and I get, I get kind of where they're coming from but it's is this essentially a, is this is rocket league only going to be available on the epic store that is, is this is where they, it's going? they're 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 using a lot of weasel words to not straight up say that and it's because right now <laughs> right now their whole thing is that they've been bribing publishers to do exclusive deals through epic that i know but this is the first time where they've delivered they're deliberately attempting to remove games from other stores by purchasing third-party developers and the problem with this is that epic effectively has unlimited you know like you can say like steam steam has problems valve has problems sure valve doesn't have unlimited income though and epic through tencent backing them tencent is this weird shell company thing in china and there is some you know and again like this is this maybe this is potentially a libelous statement it's it's in, it's not entirely queer it's not entirely clear where the money Tencent gets is coming from. Okay. I mean like they're a successful business, but the other thing is is that a lot of Tencent's stuff is massive fucking spyware. Like actually Epic Epic got in a lot of Epic got a lot of shit because their launcher was going through and grabbing contact details yeah. and looking through other launchers Mess, you know, like you know, like again, which they didn't have, you know, like one didn't ask for, and it's against their licensing terms. But they were going through and grabbing your Steam contacts list, 
yeah, and looking through all your email apps and local stuff because Tencent is a fucking spyware company for the Chinese. <laughs> you know, it, it worked. Facebook did. Facebook did the same thing. Well, sure. no, and yes, Facebook is. And they e- still do. And, and Facebook talks is massively sketchy. It. Yeah, well, because we're, we've essentially taken the stance of. But what, like they've taken the stance of what are you going to do about it, and we've taken the stance of I don't fucking know. I don't want to live without Facebook. Uh, I mean, is, is, is Fortnite <clears throat> is Fortnite finally on the decline now? Um, it, it seems like it must have reached no. critical mass. The problem with Fortnite is the kids. That's the problem. The kids are hooked on it, and they're not moving off of it. There have been these like, <clears throat> oh, Apex Legends. It's a Fortnite killer. Mm-hmm. It's a PUBG killer, and then and dude. Apex, it, it Apex, Apex tanked. Our, Apex is already it's like, done. There, there's, there's. For, what happened for like three weeks? Yeah, it was the most streamed. Yeah. game, and typically that's a projection of how big uh-huh. your game's going to be. Who's getting the Who's getting the views? Yeah, who's getting the streams? It's done. It's you mean like like it's everybody's back to Fortnite? Everyone's back to Fortnite and PUBG. Well, um, and even PUBG PUBG is dying. I mean, like it pu- is, pu- but PUBG. it isn't. Like the console, no, no, like, you're. The, on Xbox, the community is not. It's well, you still know, but it, vibrant. But it's also like one of these things where it's it's like, wow, you have people that are kind of just into it. But Fortnite, Fortnite is the easiest game to look like to get not to look like trash on your platform. No, you're right. It's got a huge base. It's a it's a it's a easy you know like it's going to be an esport game. That's kind of like why Epic is pitching this as well, is because we've gotten to a point where people are so fucked up that never mind. Like we watch people play video games because we don't have time to play them. Like how fuck you know, like how fuck like how fucking detached from. But like, but existence. But Have isn't that the same fucking thing as organized sports? No, you're this right. is no, what bothers is. me is that is. people like like I go to work, um, um, and yeah, I hope you're listening. I go to work and people are like, oh, he doesn't like sports. I'm like, no, I don't like watching them. Mm-hmm. It's, no, you're, it, you're you're a freak of fucking nature if you don't want to watch people play a sport. But <clears throat> but you're also a freak of nature if you do want to watch them play a game. Right. Right. And I mean, it's changing. My kids watch people play games all day long. There's obviously not just a demand, a huge demand. Well, because demand this for is it. the thing, like, that, that a lot of maybe not so forward thinking or, or like maybe typically older people, more conventional people, I guess, more conservative people, you Take might say. Me out to the ball. You're watching game. somebody, you know, play a video game. You can be playing yourself. It's like, yeah, no, but that person has a personality and they're really talented at playing that game. And it's not only are they super impressive and do the things that you can't do, but they're also half the time, even if they're not that good at the game, they're entertaining. So it's an entertainer you're watching. The, 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 I guess, you know, and maybe go back to this. So the other issue with the, the psionics thing yeah, is that um, never mind, like, their own in-house stuff, psionics very much functions in, like, kind of a platinum games role where they're a cleanup crew for other publishers or other developers. So, like... They got to, like they you know and you can argue about the success or not like because they they did work on Mass Effect Andromeda like you know no no but I mean like because that was like like that you know and you can bag on it but like I don't know if you've like heard what the fuck's going on in Bioware like they're yeah they're they're in, they're, they're well, Anthem they're fucking dead. tanked no I mean like they're they're like they have become so part of the EA machine. <clears throat> The EA itself is dysfun- EA itself is incapable of functioning. Like the only reason that they're still making money is because 
you you want to play the EA game like a football. Yeah, or, dude's gonna buy Madden every year. There, Madden fans or, are gonna buy um, Madden every fucking year. It's the same oh, game. What the heck? Did is you guys what, ever what is do the, um, is it Twisted Battlefield? Metal? Yeah. Twist. yeah, Twisted Metal was awesome. Yeah. I love Twisted because Metal. Because I'm trying to think from 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 a from a, a brand and marketing, a, a developer perspective, what where can Rocket League go, right? Why would Epic buy them? Rocket oh. League itself well, is they, kind they, of a one trick well, pony, right? The game itself. Well, yeah, no, but because it's, the part, part it's of it, got the e gaming side. No, but part no, but part but of it that's is that it. Epic, you got to hope people attempting to take over the whole like they want to be the majority. It's like player poker, right? Esports. It's like poker, right? Poker's exciting to watch, but you got to hope that people want to watch poker. And it might be popular today. Ten years from now, it might be twice as popular. It might be half half as popular. Rocket League is great as long as there's people that want to watch Rocket League. But what else could they get? And Twisted Metal was so much fun. They could use the same car. The same physics, and instead of pushing a ball through a goal, they could be blowing. The problem up each with other. Twisted Metal is just like any other game that's kind of like that. You can't have that as an esports game, and the reason for that is because the balancing. It's the balancing issue. Like <clears throat> it's Twisted Metal was a fun game, but it wasn't balanced by any means. Like there were exploits in that game that you could just trash the competition. Well, and with. I'm not saying to bring Twisted Metal. The, the game that we remember back right. but why couldn't they buy the franchise why couldn't they buy the uh the, the twisted metal name and just just the, just come out with it again because it was what what other games were like that where you were a you, you were a uh, weapon uh equipped vehicle right you, know, you could almost say that like gta is like that but gta tries to be everything Right, GTA. Well, you can yeah. you can be in a car. You can sell drugs. You can um, you can try to run a successful business. You can run from the cops. It's, it's the ultimate very, sandbox. It's yeah. the ultimate sandbox. But that that simplistic, just you know, let's just fight. Let's just have a war. I mean, if really, it can't be that much more complex than competitive Super Smash Brothers. And that game is really difficult to do competitively because the more people on the screen, the smaller your character is. No, you're you're right. And I guess my problem with fighting games as well is there. It, what happens is there's there's tiers, and it's just people get sick of seeing the same fucking four characters fight in the finals. Right, right. Like Rocket League is there are no tiers because there are no differences. Like right. you have cosmetic differences, but mm-hmm. it is literally just six cars trying mm-hmm. to get a ball through a goal. Right. It's just super simple. Mm-hmm. Right. I think in that is lies the key to it being an esport because it's not it's more how skillful are you mm-hmm. as opposed to well and how skillful is the team right right and yeah. how skillful are you and, and yeah. how skillful is the team yeah you know and and Fortnite's kind of that way because it's you know how how's your aim you know what I mean like yeah different weapons can change the outcome of the game for sure but for the most part it's how's your aim and how quickly can you build that's like and 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 there's no Choosing a different character that's that spe- specializes in that, you know what I mean. That's why Counter Strike is still so fucking popular as an esport. Counter Strike is the first thing that came to my mind yeah. because if you have a good team, then it, the goal is to win, and that's really you don't mind dying as long as, as long your as team, team wins. wins. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But well, that's going to be interesting to see what Epic does with uh, with. With Rocket League and and whatever else they 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 obtain when they buy that name, kind of related to game stuff. But did you see did you see the shit that went down with Randy Pitchford and 
Borderlands 3 this week. Yeah, like he said there would be no microtransactions, and then he said in the same fucking breath, it seems anyway, there will be small purchases. For co- there will be small cosmetic purchases, <laughs> which is a fucking microtransaction. Well, and, and, and then he just like went off on a fucking like you guys have misrepresented what I said, and it's like the thing is, is like I maybe it's just the whole professionally playing pretend thing, but it's just it's amazing watching the fucking whole gaming industry just come fucking unhinged at once, and. You have the indies, so you're like guys doing cup, and like even the Cuphead, like the guys who did Cuphead, like they're fucking insane. Like you talk about the crunch, like they did it themselves, but it's it's like, you know, you, you're bagging on freaking never another another realm or something like that, or Epic doing hundred hour fucking crunch weeks, and the Cuphead guys did worse than that, but they weren't like it wasn't their the employer. What have you played Cuphead? I have not played Cuphead yet. It's the one of the hardest fucking games I've ever but, played. But I mean, like you know, but it, but that it's particular just a side style. scroller too. But that Shooter, right? Style, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind yeah. But it was just. Two I dudes. would love. I would love to buy that. I would buy that again on the uh, on the Fire Stick if mm-hmm. they offered it. Just because of it the sh- controls. Yeah, because I'd be able to have a controller. It. We did it with a controller on a PC. But Cuphead's not made available for a Mac, and most of my computers at home are Mac. Yeah. So I was trying to run it inside, like, like I was virtu- yeah, I was virtualizing yeah. it, and and it worked a little bit, but um, there was a certain level that the game would the game would crash out every time because it wasn't compatible. What are you showing him, Gunner? Well, you it's a magic meme. Oh yeah, I don't I don't understand you, magic well, memes because blue 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 Say blue it, is though. just a game say it tell describe what it was no so it's just it's i don't remember what the heck fucking movie that what, what movie is that from the the why can't you just be normal and the kid screams at the mom it says it says why can't why can't you let other people why can't you just let have people have fun and, and it's the and movie. on her face is the sun it was well, it's a it's white mana red mana green mana and black mana and the kid is blue mana and he just <laughs> screams but yes because you know again it's just Blue exists totally just to fuck everybody else's game up. Because it's like, hey, I do all this cool stuff. Counterspell. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, with that. Fuck you. We are over the two-hour mark. And we're going to wrap this uh, show up. Everybody, thanks for listening. Give us a like, uh, share, comment. Um, We're always looking for content to cover. And uh, we'll see you next time. Tell us stuff that we should subscribe to. Subscribe to. Subscribe to Snake.